Welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where two mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. Now, here are your hosts, Darth Jader and Jason Mitchell. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, Hindsighters, and welcome back to the exciting edition of our quarantine episode. <laughs> Yes, I can't believe we actually have an audience applauding for us. It's, it's, it's almost like they're not real. They're all wearing gloves and yeah, uh, face yeah. masks, so they had to go through a very special um, antibiotic sort of spray to get into the studio today. But the, the truth is, they usually do. Oh, you know, anyway. Oh, that was pre-installed. <laughs> yeah, that, okay. that, that's par for the course. You never told me about that, so that's good to know. <laughs> well, so. Oh no, I just touched my nose. Oh, we're, all, we're all going to yeah, die. Yeah. We've all got coronavirus. <laughs> that's yep. Yeah. Sorry, gentlemen. You out there watching? You? All of you. You've, you have yeah, corona yeah, you have now. coronavirus now. You're welcome. Um, so, <laughs> welcome to our quarantine special. Um, we're here. We're recording. With a special call-in listener. You yes. may not even know who this is. That's how rare of a friend this is. So, uh, guest caller, would you like to introduce yourself to the Hindsiders? You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. <laughs> Take him away. Gay. This, is, this is Adam B. <laughs> Adam B. calling from my bunker in in Georgia, North Georgia. I'm not going to divulge the location. It is your name. It is everywhere. In an undisclosed location. <laughs> well, he was yeah, one of those top yeah, security people. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Virtually. Well, well <laughs> we, we decided to do... We are still going to be talking about a movie today. Yeah, a um, top-notch movie for yes. the situation that we find ourselves in, Hindsiders. Um, but, what what uh, movie is that? Uh, well, we're also going to be talking about some quarantine stuff. Yes, uh, quarantine coping tips uh, and some of the things we've been reading, listening to, watching to cope with the quarantine. Yes. Well, so. Yeah, and I've, the first thing I would say is everybody, as soon as you're done listening to this, uh, go listen to Scott Adams. Okay. Uh, because he, he'll make you feel better because he's a very intelligent person and he won't pull punches, but uh, you'll, you'll feel more optimistic, okay. I think, after you listen to this. We are, these are very weird times. We all know that. And, uh, you know, we're, many of us are trapped at home. Uh, some of us have to pretend to be working. Uh, <laughs> some of us can't get away with that illusion. We actually yeah. do have to work, unfortunately. So, Well, you know, and I'm actually getting a little tired of people talking about, you know, the, oh, we just go home and work from home, work from home. You know, some people just can't do that. No, they don't have the capability. Right. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Survivor Man. I've I've seen snippets here he, and there. He, he's a I'm a big fan of Les Stroud and, and Les did a video a few days ago. And he was talking about he he was traveling through an airport and it was I think it was evening and there was a guy there who was, you know, he shined shoes and he said, well, I'm going to go patronize this guy. What, uh, you can't shine shoes from home? Yeah, well, Hold exactly. <laughs> well, and he asked the guy, he's at a major airport and he said, how many customers have you had? And he said, you're my second for the day. Oh, so yeah, you can't just go work from home if you're that guy. No, so, you have to you physically know. be there. That's true. But for those of you that are. What a great opportunity yes. to watch the trilogy. The start of the trilogy. The start, the start of the trilogy. I say go ahead and watch them all, and we're going to get into this. But we are talking about the, what year did this come out? 2004. Oh, my God. 2004? Yes, it's nearly oh, 20 years old. Geez. I know. That's Christ. mind-boggling, isn't it? Uh, the Cornetto Trilogy. Yes. Uh, episode one of that. We are, of course, talking about the Simon Pegg, Nick Frost epic zombie movie. 
Shaun, Shaun of, of the, the Dead. Dead. Um, and you know we're gonna we're gonna get into the movie and we're gonna get get into some other stuff. But uh, but Darth, why don't you sort of take it away and uh, tell us a little bit about quarantine or about Shaun of the Dead? <laughs> Either. Well, uh, I guess we can get into our quarantine coping mechanisms in a little while, or we can sure. mention them now, however you guys want to do it. Uh, well, one of the things that I've been doing to cope with the quarantine uh, is kind of laugh at Twitter, everything that's going on on Twitter, obviously. Easy some, to do. So, yeah, some people take it far too seriously. Imagine that. But uh, I saw this really aggressive tweet the other day where a woman was saying, yeah, you people without kids don't know how lucky you are to be quarantined with no children. And I was and then I saw this slew of comments saying, no, we know we ha we don't have them by choice. So yeah. it got pretty nasty pretty quickly. But yeah, uh, it's amazing how quickly this situation sort of devolves into people. You know, again, like everything else we do, sort of getting into armed camps and shooting at each other. Yeah, comparing their yeah. situations with others. And it's like, okay, d there's no need to get angry. Nobody planned this, I yeah. promise. So. Yeah. But, well, but, you know, let, let's let's go ahead and talk some some coping things. Absolutely. You know, um, one thing that I would suggest everybody do is go read a book on the Battle of Britain. Okay. And you'll suddenly realize that this is no big is fucking nothing. deal. Yeah. Uh, Did you get bombed here in America? Did you get bombed here? Right, no, yeah. a bit of a bit of a plane overhead. No. Well, well. <laughs> no, we just lost Adam. Uh, Adam B. His bunker is the only thing keeping him alive now. <laughs> but we lost connection. <laughs> is the Adam? Can you can you Adam? Can you tell us ha, has the coronavirus broken through the door yet? <laughs> has the strafing begun? <laughs> All right. Yes. Just remember, if any Chinese coronavirus shows up, you beat it off. Oh my. I think most guys have filled their quota for that for the week anyway at this point because this is Friday, gentlemen. We, we've been in quarantine for over a damn week. Now. I know you get to a certain point where you're like, you know, I just I'd rather go outside for a walk. <laughs> oh no. But then you remember you can't. So right. Um, well, to. What, what? Go ahead, Adam. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, I'm eagerly awaiting the next baby boom nine months from now. Yes. What are we going to yeah. call that uh, group of children, gentlemen, the kids that are born in this coming December because their parents mm. were trapped in the house together for way too long? You got to put Corona in there somewhere because I know that uh, uh, I've, I've started referring to the Corona minis. Like okay, little mini bottles yes. that they no, do. The, wait, oh, no, no, no. Uh, coronitas. Is that what it is? Yeah, the yeah. coronitas. Coronitas. <laughs> we solved it. Done. <laughs> yep, the coronitas. That's going to be the <laughs> name of their generation. <laughs> yes. Stay horny, my friend. Stay oh. horny, my friend. That's not that. Corona, yeah. that's just Never mind. Uh, it's all the same. I don't often get yeah. quarantined, but when I do. <laughs> yeah. I We've actually started referring to Chromebooks, you know, because everybody, all, this, all the school kids are getting Chromebooks to go yeah. home with. So those are now officially known as Corona books. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Um, but <laughs> no, but go read a book on the Battle of Britain. Uh, 80 years ago, almost to the day, you know, March 1940, if mm -hmm. you look at what people in Britain were going through right now, it wasn't a question of if Germans were going to invade and kill half the population of Britain. More it of a was matter when. of when, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and they did it. They, they made it through. They survived. But 
that's not what our audience is here for. They want to hear about crappy movies and TV shows. <laughs> well, I've got some non-crappy books that I'd like to talk okay. about that have helped right. me cope through the uh, corona pandemic. So, Hindsiders, I actually have a couple of friends who are incredibly talented, and they both written Thank books. Thank you. Uh, oh. <laughs> see, he always thinks that the voices are cheering for him. He thinks that I'm always talking about him. He's very self-involved. But there are two books out right now, which you can purchase on Amazon. One of them is called The Rolling Pin by my good friend, M.A. Kennedy. That book actually just came out this week. So give a f- feel free to go shopping for that. Uh, my friend lives in France now, but she's a homegrown author. And uh, she actually used to work with me back in my Bahama Breeze days. So give that book a check and uh, please read it while you're just stuck at home, especially now when we need entertainment now more than ever. Her, her, her picture on the back of the book, though, looks a little judgmental. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell her you said that, Jason. No, it's a good picture. I'm not, no, 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 but it, she looks like she's kind of judging me. Well, it is a, a sad bit, story. So. It's a, it's a story about, um, uh, internment camps during World War II. So, uh, and, and, and that's, yeah. She might be a little sadder on the back cover than yeah. Um, anyhow, moving right along, I have another, uh, more serious book. It's actually called Battle. For, is it Battle for the Wastelands by my friend Matt Quinn? And uh, that book has actually been out for a few months now, but you can also buy it on Amazon. So f- please feel free to check it out. It's actually been saving me. Both of these books, they kept me quite entertained. They're both very well written. So, And it has, uh, I see it's about politicians. <laughs> no. because the, it ha- it's the, the cover has the dirigibles and a cowboy. Oh, uh, I was trying to no, horse. It's, it's a horse's ass. Oh, so, yeah, I thought it was about politicians. So, yeah. yeah, please give those books, you know, a check out as soon as you can. Check them out on Amazon. Well, I wanted to uh, to make some suggestions to Uh-oh. folks about some things that you should stream. Um, you know, uh, y- you know, um, TV's going to get a little old for you if you're quarantined, uh, as Adam, I'm sure you can right now probably tell us. Um, the last time I was quarantined, I watched every episode of Twin Peaks. The last time you were quarantined, when I had the flu. Oh, okay. Yeah, like two years ago, I had the I had the the H one in. Oh, you had that flu. new strain or whatever. Yeah, so that so I had to live in my basement for a couple of weeks. And your uh, wife just stuck you down in no, the basement she, for two weeks. She actually had it, and then I had it. Oh no! Yeah, so we actually traded quarantines. It was, <laughs> it was, it was not fun. Mm. Uh, but no. Um, so let's talk about some things that you can stream right now to alleviate the uh, the misery. Absolutely. Um, I've and we'll got get some, to the movie eventually. Yeah. Well, and one of the suggestions I have, and I'll go first, I guess, the, my first suggestion, and you can watch this on Amazon. I think it's free with ads with the IMDb Pro thing. So uh, if you find, you know if you go to Amazon, you can watch it. It is the Simon Pegg Nick Frost TV series Ooh. Spaced. Yes. Which was a lot of inspiration for the movie that we are discussing oh, ab- today. Yeah, so. absolutely. This movie, if you've seen Spaced, it, it, Shaun of the Dead is like Spaced, but it's not as good. <laughs> because Spaced was just so brilliant. Okay. And, and it's, there were so many episodes, and there was so much that they did. But uh, uh, have you seen it? I have not. I actually just learned about it today uh, while I was doing my research for Shaun of the Dead. So I'm familiar with it now, but I've never seen it. Yeah, it's a fantastic uh, series. Uh, it centers around Simon Pegg, uh, his character, and um, I can't be his ex girlfriend in Shaun of the Dead. Um, I can't remember, I can't her, remember name. what her name. Uh, is, not sure. Yeah. I can look it up. But uh, the two of them basically are homeless people living in England. <laughs> um, they've they've been kicked out. Or, well, he he broke up with his girlfriend or whatever. Uh, but they're trying to find a place to live, and unfortunately, they can't find any place that they can afford 
uh, that doesn't have a restriction saying only couples. Because that's a common thing over there that, you know, you only rent to professional couples and things like that. So they fake it and they pretend to be a couple and they move in <laughs> and that that's the show. Oh. Um, but it's it's basically imagine a show that is filmed and written exactly like a horror movie, mm-hmm. but it isn't. But it just looks <laughs> they they constantly do things that are like things you would see in a horror movie. Okay, uh, but it isn't a horror movie. Hmm. Uh, and in fact, uh, one of the episodes uh, inspired Shaun of the Dead. There is an episode where one of the characters, um, because of inebriation, uh, believes that he is being attacked by zombies. Oh, he hallucinates that he's yeah, he part of a, a video zombie. game, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I read. I read um, that. And so that was sort of the basis of Shaun of the Dead. So anyway, so my first suggestion. Spaced. You can find it on Amazon, um, and it's free with ads. But you know, hey. it looks like it's on Hulu now as well. If you have a subscription, oh, there you go. Uh, but yeah, Jessica Hines was who you were thinking yep, of, the actress she, who in, plays the ex-girlfriend. Yeah, yeah in uh, they keep running. Yeah, they keep running into each other in the streets of London as yeah. you see the outbreak starting to happen. But, I'm actually uh, surprised she's not more in this movie, given how much they work together on that show. How yeah, she, she's but, got a very small part in this movie. But the the appearances she does have are really funny. So yeah, they go a long way. But so, Mr. Brown, what have you been doing to cope with the quarantine? Well, I've been singing songs to my children. And they can't believe that these are actual songs. Like, for instance, the 1990, correction, the 1979 song, by the Oh my, yeah, it's true. Goddamn right. It's true. <laughs> okay, so singing songs, uh, campfire style, singing cool. Songs, trying to keep, trying to keep a certain level of discipline around the household. I'm, I'm really leveraging my military skills. I get them up at eight o'clock sharp every day. Oh. To make, their, to make their bunks, eat their breakfast, shower, and get to work. My daughter's like, Dad, we're off. Why can't I go to bed late and get up late? And I just said, You can't, honey. It's like being on a submarine. We got it. <laughs> Is she earning her dolphins right now? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yes. She, uh, she Actually, we were doing some sanding outside. We just put a pergola in, so it's not really a bunker, but we're doing some housework. And she asked if she if she did do this, if I buy her concert tickets. I'm like, honey, there's not going to be any more concerts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I thought it was bleak before because he was being such a hard ass on his children. Yeah. But my God, Daddy, can I go see my friends? Your friends are dead. <laughs> they all went outside and died. That's what happened. Didn't you? Didn't you hear? They're gone. Oh, <laughs> oh that yeah. has been tough to watch. But I have to give a shout out to some of my artist friends, like uh, Blair Crimmins. He set up a virtual tip jar, and he went live on Facebook playing his music. If you haven't checked out Blair Crimmins and the Hookers, you absolutely should. They're, yes, yes, you should. They're an amazing band, yeah. my favorite band. Yeah. And uh, Blair has been streaming live on Facebook, and you can Venmo him tips if you want to. So um, I can look that up and put it in the show notes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, we we is it, is it and, and the Hookers? Did you say with it? Yes, Blair Crimmins and the Hookers. Okay. I'm, I'm he, he he has a music he has a music video with I'm Muppets. Interested. He does. That is absolutely brilliant. He does. He's a he's a brilliant artist. 
I've seen him many, many times in concert. I actually got to see him uh, for my birthday a couple of weeks ago, you know, before the world shut down. (laughs) I was fortunate enough to see one of the last concerts ever put on by mankind. You know, but you're you're not joking, though. We actually we had tickets to go see uh, Ben Folds in June. Mm-hmm. And I just got an email today that now Ben no. Folds will be playing in November. Uh, I knew how like, excited like, you were like about the that Monday too. before Thanksgiving, which uh. is which is great though because the tickets weren't cheap, and now I have an excuse to not go anywhere for Thanksgiving. Oh, thanks, coronavirus! <laughs> See, you got to find that silver lining somehow. <laughs> I was doing that at Disney World oh so many God. times. Anytime we went to some place where the line wasn't very long, <laughs> David and I would just go. There's no line. There's thanks, a, coronavirus. There's a special rung of hell. <laughs> Just, just for people like us. Thanks, Dodge. <laughs> for whom, Sterling? I don't know, Pontiac? But yeah, so sorry, Mr. Brown, we interrupted. So besides you being completely evil to your children, what else is keeping you entertained during the quarantine? Uh, well, I'm doing some homeschooling. Okay. I am teaching my children uh, how to handle firearms. Nice. And, uh, Hand-to-hand combat, that's really critical. Nice. Good. Got a punching bag and, you know, the usual stuff for survival post-apocalypse, which are we, we're not post-apocalypse yet. No. We, no. We're kind no. of mid-apocalypse at the moment. Well, but, you know, in California, uh, there are people waiting five hours to get into gun stores uh, to buy guns. Oh, my. And it's hilarious because I actually read a quote. There was a, a guy who said, um, yeah, like. I I think I need to buy a gun. I think what they call them like Glocks or something. Oh my God. And I'm like, dude, you're the last person that needs, needs to a buy gun. a gun. Yeah. No, <laughs> don't go to the gun store. I wouldn't trust you with a sharpened stick. Yeah. He's the kind of guy looking around going, where'd you get your guns? The gun store. <laughs> so he doesn't even know where to go. No, you know, it's interesting. You said that. Cause I, you know, I'm not a prepper, but I do prep. A bit. And, and you have been stockpiling guns for quite oh, yeah. some time yeah. now. So I think I, you're, I, yeah. I've, I've got, Many, many, many rounds. Say again? Yes, I'm a collector. That's the diplomatic way of phrasing it. Well, and I just, I I went to the place where I I bought most of my ammunition. um, And I've, you know, bought thousands of rounds through this one company. um, And they're they're not just out, because I usually buy 223 and 9mm. And uh, they're not just out of those. They're literally out of every bullet that they sell. My God. They don't. They don't have, I've, I've seen it before where the price has been high and they've said, oh, well, we can't get it to you for a few weeks. They're literally just, we don't have any. We're out. Good God. Yeah. That's horrifying. So all the bullets have been bought. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. That is one thing that we were secure about at my house. We, we are stocked up on weaponry and food, so we're doing okay for right now. So, you know, if you do find out where we live, hindsighters are, are trolls more likely. Don't try it. Yeah, I wouldn't advise it. No. <laughs> yeah. Even Adam's kids will attack you. So yes. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on that. Yeah. Well, you gotta teach your kids to be we'll self-sufficient. Either, we'll either look look back on this time and laugh or have a memorial ceremony for uh, for Jason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man. He was a, he was such a good man. Where, why? Why, I, I, why did the coronavirus have to take him? So soon? <laughs> he didn't quarantine properly. Uh, coronavirus ain't going to give me. <laughs> I'm just going to knock on our desk right. for you. Uh, yeah. yeah, knock on wood if it's made out of real wood, hopefully. Otherwise, I, it doesn't count. W- when I was in college, I had like a two year long battle with a chest illness. Oh, no. That, that was like debilitating. I mean, I missed class, all this kind of stuff. Was it pneumonia or bronchitis? Or it, it, was, it was a bacterial infection. Oh, God. And it took, it, I literally went to, 
I don't know how many doctors I ended up going to, but there was one doctor that I finally went to who said, you know, we're not going to treat the, we're not going to treat the bacteria. I'm not going to give you more antibiotics. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you this medicine that's going to make every single thing in your body that's not supposed to be there leave. And it was a religious experience for about three (laughs) days. And then I was cured. I was totally fine after that. Wow. Uh, But it was like a two year long thing, you know, with this. God, I can't even imagine. So sort of like eh, coronavirus. (laughs) You ain't scared. Yeah. So you're one of the X-Men now. <laughs> yes, yes. He's part of the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal. Uh, yeah, he evolved. But Yeah, we just sit around drinking, you know. It, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, because, I mean, I in chest infections are just the worst. Because even having bronchitis, I think I had it about five or six years ago. That's the most miserable I've ever been in yeah, my life. it's bad. It's, it's real bad. It's horrible. You can't breathe. You feel like you're just fighting for air every single minute of every day. It's like a sauna in your yeah. lungs and it's, it's terrible. So I can't even imagine do, dealing with it for two years. I think I had it for about six months. Yeah. And look, I mean, we're not, we're not sitting here not taking this seriously. I mean, obviously we are taking it seriously. No, we're, it's, we've been quarantined the yeah. entire week. We're both healthy. We're both isolated. And yeah. uh, we made Adam stay home because we're not sure what he's gotten into lately. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you've, I think part of, part of being reasonable about all this is you take it seriously but you don't let it take over your life. Right. You know, it's like anything else. Um, I know a particular person right now who has cancer. And one of the things that this person has said repeatedly is that the danger of cancer isn't just that it can kill you. It's that it can become your entire life. Yeah. And we can't let stuff like this become our entire lives. We've got to keep going. We got to be able to, you know, um, you know, watch TV, watch movies and stuff. So having said that, do either of you have a show to recommend to the ladies and gentlemen? Adam, you can take that one away if you want. Oh, uh, the man from Atlantis. Oh, Patrick Duffy. Okay. Okay. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> oh, I love Dallas. <laughs> 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 yeah, I panicked. That was the first thing <laughs> 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 Patrick Duffy. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, I've got another one that I just found that is the most amazing show I've ever seen. And I've never heard of it before. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Apparently back in like maybe 10 years ago in Canada, some genius said, let's do a show about like, you know, mysterious things, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, um, yeah, there's there's tons of shows that talk about like UFOs and, you know, weird like psychic phenomenon and all. You don't you know, like, like any of that stuff. Yeah. What? But there was a genius who said, let's do one of those shows hosted by William Shatner. Oh, my. <laughs> and it's the greatest show. It's called Weird or What with William Shatner. Like you do. And the beginning of every episode is William Shatner going through his neighborhood in California, I assume on a horse um, <laughs> talking to the camera about the fact that he's seen a lot of things. Oh God. And done a lot of space women, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you know, you, you might think I've seen everything, but I haven't. There's still things that keep me awake at night. <laughs> and it's the God. most awesome show in the world. It's called weird or what? Uh, there's two seasons of it that are available on Amazon prime. So if you have a prime subscription, you can, you can watch it for free. There is a first season that I think was actually hosted by somebody else. So who gives a shit? Um, so <laughs> the, the, the Shatner years are available to stream and I highly advise you 
you've got to watch it because it's the craziest, kookiest stuff. Plus William Shatner. Okay. And he does skits. He has like little oh, William no. Shatner skits and just, they wouldn't be funny if this, anyone else did it. It sounds too perfect. <laughs> I, I have to check this out. Along that same line, I have to say, if you haven't seen it yet, Google Leonard Nimoy singing about Bilbo Baggins. Oh, a classic. What? Yeah. Oh, Bilbo. I, no, Bilbo I understand, Baggins. but I have not. How do I not know about this? I don't know. Because it's one of the greatest things. Oh, in my God. I knew I was friends with you guys for a reason. It's a little terrifying. Uh-oh. It's just a little terrifying. <laughs> but, well, we knew Leonard yeah. Nimoy was a pretty hardcore nerd back when he was alive. Bravest little hobbit of them all. <laughs> no, seriously, that's the song. I can't. It is. You, and that's why I said it, because if Jade hasn't seen it, there's probably a few other listeners that have not seen or heard about this. Quite possibly, yes. absolutely must. Yeah. And then after that, after that, Google Leonard Nimoy, was it a Mercedes commercial? He does a car commercial where he is competing with the, that Quinto to get to the golf course. Oh. <laughs> he's taking different cars. And he's driving his car, he's, he's, he's singing, he's singing Bilbo Baggins. And oh you're like, why God. the heck is he doing that? And it will all make sense. Oh my! Uh, you know, uh, uh, and then if you haven't watched anything else, we we uh, do have Mr. Brown's feature film Strike Zone that you can watch. Harder to get your hands on that one, though. You no, but we had a link to it. Didn't you make that available or no? Not publicly. Oh well, damn. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to do that. Never mind. The I Germans, take it back. the Germans will come after me. <laughs> They'll pinpoint your in, location in, in the middle of this present crisis. The last thing we need are the Germans showing. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we heard you have been streaming the movie. <laughs> now, uh, some of the things I've obviously been revisiting some classics. You know, Parks and Recreation, Gilmore Girls. Everybody loves those. Uh, I did jump on the bandwagon for a few episodes thus far, and I started to watch The Witcher. And that that, that show it? got weird so fast. <laughs> so Good weird? Uh, no, it's no. <laughs> like weird, weird. So, and I, I know why everybody in their mother is watching it because they were like, "Hey, what if we did like a muscle bound Legolas?" And so Superman is now Legolas, and yeah. he's way more hardcore, and he doesn't just fight with arrows; he kicks yeah. everybody's asses. He fights well, monsters. He, yeah, for a living. He, he kills. He kills he, everything. He kills a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's that's his main deal, and he's and takes he's, his shirt off a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but which I'm fine with. He's a good looking guy. <laughs> he's on. Is he one of your uh, hall pass people, Jason? <laughs> if you had to pick from guys, uh, it may. Be. I love that you're still uh, thinking. No, about I'm. It. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've checked out The Witcher. Um, and, but Netflix, I have to say, has really stepped up its game. All the good Indiana Jones movies are on mm-hmm. Netflix right now. So and, uh, I have to give a shout out to Kaylee because she had never watched Star Wars before. Really? She'd never seen episode four and she's oh, she's 18 years old. So I, I really fussed at her about that. And I get this text about a half hour into the movie. Harrison Ford is in Star Wars. And I was like, I'm, I, I can't be friends with you anymore. We're not related. This is let's, no longer let's a send thing. The, let's send the Germans to her house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you did not know that Harrison Ford was in the movie. <laughs> but she was, and now she's going to watch um, Empire Strikes Back. Because I told her the correct order in which to watch Star Wars. Yeah. And she uh, she hasn't watched Empire yet because she's yeah. trying to sort of save good movies <laughs> for her four, quarantine. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you're done. You're done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway. Actually, um, four, five, six, seven, eight, and you're done. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one other thing, just note, Jade, you may not know this, but Paul McCartney was in a band before Wings also. It's surprising, isn't it? <laughs> Wait, um, who is Paul McCartney? 
Sorry. Yeah, I know who Paul McCartney is. Calm. I said Kaylee didn't know that Harrison Ford was in Star Wars. Well, not me. You know, it's funny. We were um, we picked up a uh, um, we a stuffed animal. My my son and he loves his stuffies. Um, and Aww. we were at this Japanese store, and there was this this little Japanese dog that was you know he wanted, and the dog's name was Ringo. Oh, I thought it was Coochie Koki. No, no. <laughs> I'm gonna call them all. I, Hello, <laughs> Kitty. <laughs> no, the dog's name was Ringo, and I was oh, I, whenever we were standing at list, you know, uh, looking at the the display with all the dogs, there was a dad there, and he said, "Oh, it's Ringo," and his wife said, "Yeah," and he's like, "You know, like Ringo," and his kids were like, "What are you talking about?" And he's Aww. and he's like. I am not the only person here who knows, who knows what who, Ringo please is. Please tell me I am not the only person who knows why Ringo. And I was like, dude, I, I got it. And my wife looks at me like, why is that funny? I'm like, okay. So there's like 10 <laughs> people standing here and only two of us know who Ringo is. What has the world come to? The coronavirus wiped out all the people who knew who he was. I, I, evidently it did. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, have you seen the, the, the hashtag that a lot of the millennials are posting? No. <laughs> I think this is horrible. Uh, Let's just put that out there yeah. right now. No, seriously. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. Hashtag boomer remover. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah, fucking awful. That's, har that's harsh. Yeah, that no really shit. Harsh. Just a tad. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of us. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. Those <laughs> 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 you've you've met some, right? We've Adam? worked so hard about this, Adam. My God, uh, I went to I went to high school with some of them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh no! Anyway, yeah, uh, I did. Too, I'd like to point out that that was um, that was not me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was not me at all. So, if you're the sort of person who would hashtag boomer remover. Please do the world a favor and go beat yourself to death with a brick. Seriously. Yeah. God, y'all are the worst. <laughs> and my parents are boomers. Bite me, you stupid Yeah, ass my children. parents are boomers too. God, you know? that's just, ugh, no. Like, like at the beginning of them, I mean, they're like all the way back to the beginning of the baby boom. What is know? the technical beginning? Well, it would be what, 47, I guess, would be the, the okay. beginning. You have 46, 47, you know, within a year of the uh, end of the war. Which, I mean, if you ask most of the boomers, they wouldn't feel like they belonged in that category. Just like I don't no. really feel like I belong in the millennial category. Oh, no. no. I'm right on the cusp. Th those <laughs> those categories, my wife and I have had this discussion so many times because she was born in 1981. And I've told her, I said, you're not a millennial. And she goes, look it up. Look at the yeah, dates. Yeah, look at the Technically, timeline. I'm a millennial. And yeah. I'm like, you're, you're so Generation X <laughs> or Y. You're Generation Y, actually. You know, yeah. But then you realize that there's like no government agency that's like standardizing this, and it's just a bunch of bullshit that people. Yeah, it's come just up random. With. They just sort of hodgepodge. It Did a you bit. listen to Nirvana in high school? If the answer is yes, you're not a millennial. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Assuming that Kurt Cobain hadn't been murdered yet by Courtney Love. Oh my God. Oh, speaking of which, uh, I made another uh, psychic call, gentlemen. Like, remember how I called the Sixth Sense? I've been saying for years that Joe Anderson. He's a great actor. If you haven't seen him, he's in uh, a series called The River. He's in, uh, unfortunately, one of the Twilight movies, but I don't really regard that one. Uh, hey, it was a paycheck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't I don't diss him for it. I just don't regard it. So uh, he looks so much like Kurt Cobain. He's a very talented actor. I've been saying for hmm. years that he should play Cobain in a movie, and now hey, he is. Okay. So I called that one, too. <laughs> I'm basically the human version of The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, I, I that's just true. predict the future. Yeah. Well, you know, when you do 35 years of TV, you're going to predict some things. Mm -hmm. um, no, uh, speaking of Kurt Cobain, and I'm, I know this was on Netflix, 
But if any, if it is still on Netflix, another great suggestion for your quarantine is Soaked in Bleach, the documentary okay. about the death of Kurt Cobain. Ugh. It is absolutely fantastic. I'd probably have a hard time getting through it, though. It's just, I just quietly saw him in the corner. Well, it's maybe, but it, it's, they do it very, it's not emotional. It's more of a true crime documentary gotcha. where it's like trying, it's, it's centers around the private detective that Courtney Love hired. Oh, I see. Yeah. Who now is like, yeah, she killed him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she totally killed Spoiler him. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, so you don't need to check out that documentary now. Uh, yeah. Jason just ruined it for everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's like the Bible. I read the end. The devil did it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah. Oh I was not even aware that she was a suspect. I thought it was a case of suicide. Yeah. It was yeah. A troubled yeah. Officially, yes. Okay. Officially, it was. Officially, it was. But yeah, people, and it started out as kind of a wild conspiracy thing for a long time. But she had, like, yeah, she's been considered a suspect at this point. Uh, it's just that I think the statute of limitations is no, it's murder. Is there it isn't still? There's, there's okay. no statute of limitations. But, but there's like nothing solid enough to link her to it so no, far. There's like, no investigation. Never really found yeah, anything. There's no investigation. It's not ongoing. So, um, what was I? Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So another the reason thing, why you brought this up. Yes. Was, well, another. Another um, binge-worthy thing during mm-hmm. your uh, your quarantine, uh, Kolchak, the Night Stalker. Oh man! Which I know used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. It might be. They might have moved it over to Amazon. They shuffle everything around every few months. Yeah, uh, but if, yeah, another that is another show that I actually watched because I it wasn't because of an illness, but I was I was basically waiting for a problem in a house to get fixed that I was trying to sell. Right. And I spent an entire day waiting for, you know, it was one of those situations where we're going to be there between eight and nine. <laughs> and at about seven o'clock PM, they showed up. <laughs> and by that point I had watched the entire series. Oh, wow. And it became one of my favorite shows. So Coljack the Night Stalker. But like I said, Netflix is just kicking up its game anyway. Uh, Wyatt Earp, gentlemen, is on Netflix. If you want to revisit the, that the, one. The Kevin Costner movie. Uh-huh. It's a good movie. Ooh. It's good. Tombstone's better. Well, tombs. Of course, I Tombstone's love, better. I love Tombstone. Yeah. Everybody loves Tombstone. You. It's. Do, it's on American. Do not watch Retreat. Do not watch Outbreak. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, I laughed so yeah. I made fun of you a little bit on Facebook for that, Adam, because uh, he texted uh, Jason and myself, listeners, the other day that he and his wife were watching Outbreak, and so I promptly turned on Jerry Maguire. <laughs> so that's what I watched. That was the first uh, thing that I started well, to watch. Well, you, you could always pandemic. watch the uh, the Andromeda Strain. Y- yeah, yeah, there's that. that. That's, or Night of the Lepus. So now that they're which all is these... actually about giant rabbits, but uh, <laughs> but giant de- yeah, but DeForest <laughs> Kelly is in it though. So that makes it better. If just you want to see Doctor McCoy fighting giant rabbits, <laughs> and I know you do. <laughs> who, do who wouldn't? So what? Yeah, what is uh, what has Scotty been in? Any any obscure films that we can add to that? Oh my God, he we got Bill Baggins, Shatner, yeah, uh, M- Montgomery Scott, uh, James Doohan. He was he he was in a bunch of movies that were all absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> no, he he was in. So in fact, his his last movie they did his last movie on an episode. Red, the guys at Red Letter Media did it on uh, Best of the Worst, and I mean. It's hard to watch because it's so sad. <laughs> and if, if we're talking Star Trek people uh, specifically, uh, Dragonheart just came on Netflix too, and that has uh, Sir Patrick Stewart in it. Yes, so yes. there's that. And uh, current Star Trek, you have Simon Pegg, who's yes. in the movie that we're discussing tonight. He's yes. the new Scotty. So well, his but th- that's kind of the weird thing is that he's the new Scotty, and that whole thing's over. It's done. 
they will not make any more of those movies. He's never going to be Scotty again. Well, then I guess he's just the last Scotty. Yeah, so he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's the current Scotty. Yeah. He's the uh, reigning Scotty. Let's let's bring it around. Actually, yes, you that know comes what? full circle. Yeah, you That's know what? what I was trying to attempt. Let's let's take a quick timeout. Um, and we will be back with you in about one second. And we're back. Hi. Um, no one died of the coronavirus. Not yet. <laughs> during the break. I did hear Adam so, cough yeah. in the background, so we're keeping an eye on that. But once again, that's why he's Is not in the dead? studio today. I was coughing up blood last night. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> no, no, that was my personal doctor checking to make sure I didn't have a hernia. Mm. So let's just... He, clutch my pearls with these with these visuals, gentlemen. Uh, anyway, yeah, mission you, accomplished you, today, Adam. You, I know that's like a game for you now. You can always tell how good your insurance is by how, how hot the doctor is when you get that test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the first time I got a prostate exam. Nope. Uh, so we're actually going to come full circle. It's as a funny story. <laughs> it's a funny. No. No, literally the most embarrassing thing. Literally. In the midst of my first prostate exam, the door opens and the really hot nurse comes in to ask the doctor a question. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, God damn it. it um, John Mulaney has a joke yeah. about that. You want to go down that road? How you doing? <laughs> how you doing? Um, so the movie. The movie. So the synopsis of Shaun of the Dead. If you haven't seen it, uh, you should. It's almost 20 years old. Get on board. So the synopsis is Shaun, Simon Pegg is a 30-something loser with a dull, easy existence. When he's not working at the electronics store, he lives with his slovenly best friend, Ed, Nick Frost, in a small flat in the outskirts of London. The only unpredictable element in his life is his girlfriend Liz, Kate Ashfield, who wishes desperately for Sean to grow up and be a man. When the town is inexplicably overrun with zombies, Sean must rise to the occasion and protect both Liz and his mother, Penelope Wilton. Yeah, it's the, the first of a trilogy, which was not... I think at any point ever anticipated. No, that they it didn't. I don't think they intended to do it that way. No. Yeah. Uh, the only reason it's a trilogy is because you have the same, more or less the same cast and the same director. Right. Um, it's, it's a little bit Adam Sandler esque because it's the same group of people getting together to, to make hell. something funny. Calm down. <laughs> That's never meant to be an insult. You need to calm the hell down. <laughs> well, you know, but it is interesting. What were the other two movies? Jason and the trilogy. The, oh, the, I did not know this. Well, the second one Hot is Hot Fuzz, mm -hmm. which, in my opinion, of the three is is the funniest. I love I love, I love Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Hot Fuzz is great. It's it's instead of a zombie movie, it's a cop, cop movie. movie. And then the third one is one that very few people saw. Yeah, that uh, one. I think that's where the trilogy it it, it yeah, petered out. For yeah, sure. yeah. The third one is called At World's End, which is about the end of the world and aliens. And I actually think of the three movies, At World's End is the best movie of the three. Hmm. It, it ha it's it's weird because it's like it's it sounds ridiculous to say that it's the most mature of the Simon Pegg Nick Frost you know trilogy, right? But it is, uh, and it's very good. But yeah, no. So you've got Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and At World's End. All three of them share many cast members. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think we're getting some uh, some feedback. Do you need to go beat your children? <laughs> he was talking no, to you, Adam. <laughs> no, okay. Um, but yeah, so this is the first one, and this is where we establish this this uh, this vibe, this Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. Uh, this joint. Arrested Development yeah. friendship that they have, where they're just these useless, yeah, you know, listless guys. And it stars 
just a litany of incredible actors. Including one of your man crushes, Peter Serafinowicz. Oh, Peter Serafinowicz, yeah. Yes. Um, you know, who is married to Sarah Alexander. So now she's Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Serafinowicz. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, to me, I don't know why they're not the it couple, because, you know, he's Darth Maul and she's, you know, Sarah Alexander. Yeah. Um, it, does, it doesn't logically make any sense. Bill Nighy. Yes. The great. David Jones. Yes. The great actor. Uh, Who's yeah. just tailor-made for this role. He oh, my God. And he's not a sir yet. Nobody's bothered to knight that man yet. Yeah, what the actual hell? Well, that's why later in the movie they're like, kill the queen. Yeah. The jukebox. <laughs> yeah. oh. um, and uh, Simon's mom, uh, Dame. Uh, oh, God. Is she a dame? I just read off her she name is a, a dame. second ago. Yeah, she is a dame. Uh, she played, she was. Uh, Penelope she was, Wilton. Yes. Uh, dame Penelope Wilton. And she was in another movie with Bill Nighy, the great, uh, the... Oh, crap. The Marigold Hotel, Marigold Hotel movie, the Indian movie. Oh, Grand Budapest Hotel? No, 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 no. Wait, no, what no. movie are you talking about? Um, I have no idea. But yeah, so you've you've got this lackadaisical sort of friendship going on between Ed and uh, Simon Pegg, a.k.a. What is his name? Sean, <laughs> like in the title. Yeah. So we've gotten to the point in the movie. We talked through a good bit of it. But what happens in the beginning, uh, just to catch Adam up, since he's unable to view the movie with us tonight, is... We're at the point where the apocalypse is fully blown. All the zombies are running around and wreaking <laughs> havoc. And Apaco tips for the, the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what happened the night before is Sean. Yeah, he does work in this little electronic store where he's maybe the third most senior uh, person on the totem pole. So he's not even in charge of his job. He just he likes to play video games and drink and yes. go to sleep. That's that's what he wants to do. That's what's on the menu. Yes. Meanwhile, his girlfriend, uh, there's this great scene in the beginning where the girlfriend always brings her flatmates to the Winchester, yes. the pub that uh, Sean and, and one Ed of her haunt. Fla- one of her flatmates is the great Dylan Moran. Yes, he is uh, from Black Books. From Black Books. Yep. Yes. Grown up Harry Potter is what he looks like <laughs> in this movie to me. You can't yeah. tell me he doesn't. I, I think he's probably gotten that joke. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 think, I think people have told him that. But yeah, uh, Black Books, that's a, you know. Talk about binge-worthy. binge-worthy during the crisis. Yeah, everything Graham Linham did: the IT crowd, Black Books, Father Ted. Uh, if you can find those, go watch all of those, and you'll you will laugh yourself beyond. It's any very illness. dry, so you just have yeah. to anticipate that it's half right ten. up Jason's alley. I've never sure. been up at half ten. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> God. Anyway. Um, so Sean unfortunately had a rough night before the zombie apocalypse even kicks in because his girlfriend is kind of demanding a little more attention, a little more grown up behavior from him saying and, we and don't unusually for a movie like this, the girlfriend is being totally reasonable. Everybody else <laughs> is being totally reasonable. Yes. Even uh, Dylan Moran, who's the absolute dick. He's 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 making excellent points. He but he's the he's Liz's flatmate and he's in love. He's actually in love with Liz, Sean's girlfriend. But he dates Liz's best friend because you come to find later in the movie back in college when David tried to hit on Liz. She yeah. wasn't interested. So, so he, he settled for he, Diane. He settled for Diane. Who I didn't did, know Diane a failed actress. Who did not die. No. One of the interesting things about this movie. I always thought that she had died, but uh, they. Evident- it looks like she does. They, they need evident- to believe. Yeah, they evidently made a whole short about Diane not dying and she like hid in a tree and she ate. uh What's his name? David's leg. David's leg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to survive. That's gross. Eh. But uh, we'll get to that because that's toward the end of the movie. But uh, yeah, so Sean gets dumped the night before because he did promise to take Liz out on a grown-up date. 
just the two of them, no roommates or friends involved. <laughs> to the place that does the fish. That does the good, <laughs> they do a good fish. Yeah. And uh, he just wants to spend his life at the Winchester pub, chilling out and drinking a pint. And she Don't just, you? She wants to get, yeah, I think. I, <laughs> Wouldn't you go to the Winchester every day maybe if you when, could? Maybe when I was younger, I might've been like, I want to get out and do things. Now no. I'm just like, I'm tired. Let's, I, I need to go home. I want to have a couple pints, a few bags of crisps. And that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does and, anybody and, want a peanut? <laughs> yeah, and listen to some Queen. <laughs> like, it's paradise. Mm. It's a very chill place to be, but Liz wants to accomplish things. She wants to do things and she puts, oh, boo. but she puts all of that responsibility on Sean until she breaks up with him. So he's actually really bummed out about that. And he, he's flatmates with Peter Serafinowitz and Ed just kind of tags along everywhere. He crashes yeah. on the couch. He follows Sean all over the place. And now uh, they get so drunk the night that Liz dumps Sean that they don't even realize that the world is literally yeah, ending outside yeah. while his world is figuratively crumbling with yeah. his relationship ending and forgetting his mom. Well, he gets flowers for his mom, but then he disregards them in a bin and just everything's falling apart in his life. Can I just say one thing that I, I marvel at when I look at this movie, and it was, it was directed by uh, Edgar Wright was uh -huh. his name. Yeah. Um, who directed the other two uh, yes. also. Everything in this movie is so well planned out. There's so many, there's so much it's, payoff for so many tiny little bits yeah, in this movie. The whole movie is payoff. I've got an entire list of things and yeah. I, I've got to poke fun a little bit at Adam for strike zone because we made uh jokes about how they got the elite seal team together and made a meal out of selecting all the team members. And then they just all died without ever accomplishing anything. There was zero payoff. Whereas in this movie, there's so many, like you've got the open front door, because Peter Serafinowicz yeah. is constantly pissed that Sean leaves yeah. the front door, and not just unlocked, <laughs> but open, yeah. just hanging open. Uh, it pay pays off when a zombie walks into their flat. Uh, mom's flowers, because Sean gets them and disregards them in a bin, but then she finds them later and just knows that they're for her. Because yeah. he did buy them to... But don't, don't forget, he gave his mom's flowers yes. to try to cover for himself and of course she was on to him yeah were these well, for your mom we no because there's a note it says to a wonderful mom I know, I these are for your mom won't they yeah uh, i love that he tries to cover it up though it's it's a, it was it was a joke it was you know you never it's a last ditch attempt yeah. <laughs> before she chucks him i, I yeah. do wish that she didn't die you know that Oh, the mom. The mom. That yeah, is, Barbara. <laughs> We're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you got, oh, you got to bring that up because uh, Ed is like, he's got this wildly inappropriate Ed. crush on Sean's mom. And he's just always making really gross jokes about her. And oh, yeah. Because the first time she sees him, uh, Sean convinces her and Bill Nighy, okay, we got to go somewhere safe. Uh, we, let's take them out and, you know, we'll go get Liz and her people and we'll go somewhere safe. And uh, she sees Ed and she's like, oh my, how you've grown. And he goes, yeah, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's yeah. so wildly inappropriate. Yeah. That's actually the least inappropriate thing he says about oh, her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think that's the one I chose yes. to say? Yeah. I'm not Michelle. But, but remember, you never want Ed to apologize to you. Ever. No, no, no. You <laughs> really But if you stop laughing at it, he'll stop doing it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's what's so lovable about this movie is that, and, and this is something that Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are so good at, is in all of their movies, you, you want to be friends with Sean oh, and, yeah. and Ed. You, yeah. I would be the best thing in the world to go to the pub and hang out with them. The only one where it'd be a hard sell for me to be friends with uh 
uh, Sergeant Angel. Well, okay, uh, true. He's, he's a bit of a hard ass in yeah. Hot Fuzz, but yeah. Morning Angle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, I mean, he does loosen up toward the end of the movie, and so you'd be friends with that guy. But yeah, you you do cheer for these people, and considering it's a comedy, it's they Damn, have. I'm some, gonna go watch that movie tonight. Oh, it's great. I'm and Timothy Hot Dalton's in it. It's so good. He's a, um, uh, and he's he's in the third one too. Oh, I didn't see the third yeah, one. He, so. Yeah, he's in the third one also. He's in fact, I actually watching this. Because he's so big in the in the second two, uh-huh. it's like a noticeable thing that he's not in this one. Yeah, a little bit. You know, he he almost could have done the stepdad thing, but Bill Nye is just too perfect. Never as was the a tale of woe like that of Juliet and, and her Romeo. Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> so, so brilliant! Just threw up in my mouth a little bit. He was Ugh. James Bond. Yeah. I know he was. He was the Welsh James Bond. <laughs> but the thing you, is, you saw, you saw Martin, you saw Martin Freeman. Yes, yes, Martin Freeman. We haven't run into him yet in the film because uh, right now where we are, Adam is Sean is just finally. And this was a little bit of a payoff too because when the roommates the won't, let, yeah, the window it's when the brilliant. roommates won't let him in to talk to Liz the day before, he falls down the trellis or whatever he climbs to get up to the window, and he's like, oh, "Can you ring me in, please?" And then yeah. now that he's motivated and he's he's. Coming to rescue Liz, he actually scales the wall into their flat, which arguably is the safest place in the entire movie that <laughs> they visit. Yeah, Yet he's really. like, no, let's go somewhere on the ground where there are windows everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's a zombie movie. If and they did the logical thing. Yeah. yeah. Zombie movies are by definition stupid. Oh, yeah. You Big know. time. Um, uh, this is the only zombie movie I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I like some zombie. Th- I like I love The Walking Dead, but I know that's not a movie, but still. But yeah, so Sean has come to rescue Liz and Ed's like, screw her. Why do you even want to go get her? So I have to pose this to you gentlemen. Like if, you know, back in the day when you're dating and somebody broke up with you, let's no. you wouldn't go get the no. person that broke up with you. No. Okay. That's a no from Jason. Adam, where are you at on that? <laughs> well, you know, one in a million, one in a million chance and you get back together. I got a chance, you know, I'm going to go back and, and Liz was kind of cute. Well, she was, <laughs> you know? she was kind of cute. cute. Um, the I I would say the only reason to go back would be to go back, rescue her, show her how much of a hero you are. She takes you back, you have sex with her, and then dump her ass. <laughs> 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 that is you so are mean. Hard, my God, <laughs> this from the man who won't let his children sleep in during a quarantine. My God. He plays the trumpet every morning. Well, the trombone in his case. Well, yeah, I'm a little just. Have you referred to them as numb nuts yet? He's gone full Chet at his house. What is your major malfunction, numb nuts? <laughs> you ever seen Full Metal Jacket? Yeah, only, two types, only two types of people from Texas, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, ah, uh, that's like his quantum yeah. leap joke. Now he, yeah. he brings that yeah. one up every so often. Well, if it just just the warning sign is if you find any of your children in the bathroom going seven point six two two millimeters full, full metal, metal jacket. jacket. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that'd be a, a bit of a red flag, which, oh, speaking of red, come on, Cyril. that's one of the uh, recurring things. And I have to point this out to my hindsighters is that when I'm watching a movie, because I color code all my notes like a true nerd. And when I'm watching a movie, I gay? take the notes, <laughs> gay? I take the notes in red when I'm watching the film. Later, when I'm listening to the episode to get it posted, I do it in blue. But the first thing I thought of when I was writing in red pen was you've got red on you. 
because they say that too multiple times. At first, it's red pen that's yeah, spilling into his even pocket. Even that is is so clever. It keeps it, coming up because then he gets blood all yeah. over him, killing oh, you his first. Right you. you go red on <laughs> it's you. It's brilliant. It's just so many little tiny recurring jokes, and we're about to hit this really because this movie has a lot of these surprisingly poignant moments. Yeah. Where uh, the first serious death we have, and we're in the Jaguar right now, Adam, for your own. Uh, if you're gonna kill zombies, you need a jag. Yeah, <laughs> we've run them over. But Bill Nighy was Ed bitten. What? Ed is thrilled to get to drive the Jag. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He crashes Pete's car <laughs> to get to drive the Jag, <laughs> and they keep like, "You were parked." <laughs> He's like, "Sorry, I crashed it." You were parked. What the hell? So yeah, because he clearly wants to drive the Jag, and it's funny how sweet. Ed is directly to Barbara yeah. because they're zooming around in the Jag and he's blasting the music and Bill Nye asked like 40 times for them to turn the music down and then Barbara's like oh will you turn it down love he goes sure Barbara and yeah. he just jumps right on it's it because so, he loves so her sweet. so much yeah it's kind of, yeah it's kind of pervy well because well, that's the thing Ed is you know he's, he's a sweet guy he's a lovable you know doofy dude yeah have you know um, a lot of people don't realize this but Nick Frost had his own show uh, I think it I know it ran for two series. I think it stopped after two, but it was, have you ever seen the Orville? Mm-mm. Okay. The Orville is, no. you know, it's uh, Seth MacFarlane's, you know, science fiction, Star Trek comedy. Oh, okay. um, eh, I don't really. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard things, but no, eh, I, I don't really, I'm not a huge fan. I like, I like old Seth MacFarlane. I like old family guy stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't really care for his, his later stuff, but <sighs> Nick Frost did a show years before the Orville called hyperspace where mm-hmm. he played the captain of a starship and it was, it's the most awesome show. Um, I don't, I don't have a clue where you would find that one. Um, somewhere on the internet, somebody, if you could streamed. find strike zone, somebody can find yeah. this show. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. I mean, you might have to spend some money, but if you, if you want to watch just a top notch comedy Watch Hyperspace, starring and <laughs> written by Nick Frost. We did just miss a great joke, though, because uh, so they're cruising around in the Jag and then Philip dies. Or, well, he turns into a zombie. So you do have a sad moment where he's like, Sean, I was just trying to, you know, you lost your dad and you were 12 and I met you. It's not easy raising a kid. And it's really, it's so sad. And uh, He touched me. <laughs> yeah, uh, nope, that was a lie. That was a lie. I shouldn't have done that. shouldn't have done <laughs> But uh, and what's funny is that Sean has this resentment toward his stepdad and he's a grown ass man. He's in his 30s. This shouldn't still be happening, yeah. but and the mom even says he's been my husband now for seventeen Seven, years. Seventeen years, yeah. You need to get over this. And even uh, Bill Nye, he's like, yeah, Sean. Well, but you think step about up and be yeah, a man. yeah. But think about it. He's what you know. He's like twenty-seven years old. So that means he lost his dad when he was like nine or ten, mm. maybe younger, eight or nine, something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I got a ten-year-old. I, I can see some some issues there. I know? never overstep my bounds with Morty. I'm very yeah. respectful. <laughs> <laughs> now this scene right here, we've got Martin sure Freeman. Genius. Uh see, uh so we've got Daisy from Spaced, mm-hmm. um, Martin Freeman, Tamsin Greek, who is another hugely talented actress. She was in Black Books, she was in Green Wing, she's got a show on I know Netflix with uh what's his name? Matt LeBlanc. Um, oh, tr- um, episodes. Yeah, episodes. Episodes. Um she incredibly talented actress. Um and I feel like I should know who some of those other people are, but I don't. Um, but Were you I, talking about the girl in the toboggan? Yeah. With the purple hat? Okay. Wasn't she? She kind of looks like the girl from Coupling. The sort of oh, no, 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 no. The one in the, in the purple hat, that's Tamsin Greig. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, wait a minute. Who are we talking? But yeah. So we've run into their doppelgangers in the alley and even the ex-girlfriend, cause Sean thinks he's so brilliant. He's like, yeah, we're going to Winchester. She goes, you're going to the pub. That like, that's where you're going. Cause they're, they're all trying to survive. And that's another running gag. She runs into Sean and even before things go down, she's like, Oh, how you doing? He goes, Oh, you know, surviving. And then yeah. even when it becomes a real deal, yeah. yeah, surviving. So that's. Didn't you ever take a shortcut? <laughs> well, this is a running gag through Hot Fuzz as well. Yeah, I know. The yeah. garden fences. Yeah. So uh, they, they're going the back way to the Winchester and, you know, a grown up Harry Potter is a total bitch. And he's like, oh, the shortcut hair through all the garden fences. Doing? Yeah. But, but this is stupid. We shouldn't be doing this. What's the matter, David? Never taken a shortcut before. And he, he goes to <laughs> leap over the garden fence and it immediately collapses underneath him. And in Hot Fuzz, it's a. Uh, yeah, you. It's Nick Frost who yeah, does it, but he just barrels right yeah. through the fence. Well, no, because Simon Pegg jumps over them. Yeah, like a karate yeah, master. Yeah, yeah. And then Nick Frost just runs right through it. You know, it's uh, it's very impressive to me that Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, you know, during this whole coronavirus thing, they recorded, you know, the scene earlier in the movie where they're on the, you know, they're talking about the plan. Yeah. They recorded a new video. They did not. Yeah. Oh. And, it's, and it's basically the whole thing. Yes but adapted for the coronavirus. Just um, wait for all this. To it's like Nick, Nick Frost calls him gay. And then he, Nick, <laughs> Simon Pegg has to, he, he explains why the joke wasn't actually homophobic. Yeah. But it was actually just a comment on, on heterosexual men's inability to express emotions. Well, and they even have, they do have a bit of a, you know, you know, a yeah. gay moment together later. Oh, that's good. David's like, Oh, I wasn't the one having a tiff with my boyfriend. And Simon Pegg's like, he's not my boyfriend. Oh, your beer might be a bit warm. The cooler's off. Thanks, Thanks babe. babe. <laughs> they do that. It's that's so that cute. that that comes directly from space. They love each other. They so did. Much. They did that in space. Uh, Nick Frost's character in space is so awesome because he's he's he is completely obsessed with the military, and he wants so badly to be a, like a special forces soldier. Oh no. But he's, you know, it's Nick he's Frost. Nick Frost. <laughs> you know, so. He wasn't tall enough to be a state trooper. No, <laughs> no, that, I, that's not a real story. Does, does, Nick oh. have a little, does he have a little bald spot on the right side of his head or something? Nick Frost. He's definitely got like a patch head. of gray. Yeah, we did miss another sequence. So they're in the garden, Adam, where the mom, uh, she falls over and Sean has to go rescue her because she thinks that one of their friends lives nearby or something. And that's such a mom thing to do. You know, amid the apocalypse. Oh, I think oh, our yeah. friends Tony and Sandra live around here. And yeah. she's looking for them and then she gets attacked. But you don't find out until later that she actually gets bitten by the zombie. Yeah. And that, oh, that was rough to watch. Man, you know, I, watching this, though, I, I get so mad because I missed the opportunity. Dylan Moran actually came and did stand up in Atlanta. What? And I found out. The, After it happened. Uh, no, I found out the day before. Oh. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Dylan Moran's going to be doing stand up. That's how I felt when Ari Shafir came to town. And I found out the day I was like traveling out of town for yeah. my corporate thing. Oh, I was so sad about that. But yeah, so the, the failed actress, Diane, <laughs> when they're arguing earlier, because <laughs> uh, Sean really like reams on Liz's flatmates, but her acting skills also come full circle. A bit of payoff to a very small bit earlier in yep. the movie. And she teaches, she's like, all right, it's all about the vocal work and you've got to sort of moan. Like, what did she say? Uh, there, there's a distance to his eyes with a bit of sadness, <laughs> like a drunk who's just lost a bet. And, so, and I'd say, like, of all the people, Sean. Does oh, Sean does a great best job. Zombie. Does a yeah. magnificent job. The, uh, a lot of the people who played zombies in the movie were actually. From space. Um, yeah. Well, they actually posted a thing on the. Um, they called the, for on extras. The, on the fan site. Yeah. And like, hey, you know, if you want to be. And they paid them one pound per day. Oh, yeah, that's some real love right there. Showing up for a well, pound a day. My I think it, it was. I think they actually did that as a 
joke because I think the zombies in <laughs> Night, of, Night of the Living Dead, the actors were pl- were paid one dollar a day. Oh wow! So I think they did it as a, a callback, as, as like yeah. a bit, you know. Well, and what's really funny is that Chris Martin from Coldplay is one of the zombies. Really? Yeah, he shows up later. So when uh, they've gone through the whole litany, they're in the Winchester, they're shooting the zombies, they wind up in the cellar, they go back up to the street, and by then it's just Sean and Liz. He's in uh, the side frame, just sort of walking up toward them, so you wouldn't really notice him unless you know to look for him. Yeah. But yeah, the lead singer of Goldplay is in this movie too, so it's it's like you said, it's pretty star-studded. It's appropriate. It is. But this this film is just filled with such great little teeny bits that you, you look for. Like even when, when he looks over the fence, he walks up this kitty ladder. Yeah, <laughs> the way he does it. It is it is classic. It's beautiful. Yeah. They say, are are there? Is it clear? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 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 a type of comedy you don't get a lot anymore. Where it's they they do things that are silly, but within the movie, they're always doing them seriously. Yeah. And it just comes across like when he climbs the kitty ladder, he does it seriously. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it, he like wells up too, because he sees how many zombies are yeah. in, impeding their way to the bar. Well, and he's like, Oh, there are lots. Just, well, uh. They, they got, um, at least according to, you know, the internet, um, when they filmed the scene where Barbara dies, um, I probably have notes on this. Yeah. Basically Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, just decided on their own that what they would do is just imagine their own moms dying. Mm-hmm. And when they, when they finished the scene, the two of them apparently went off and just cried their eyes out. Yeah. They said that was one of them that the, one of the scenes that genuinely made Simon Pegg cry. And even uh, talking about just death in general in this movie, when he was being interviewed, Simon Pegg, they, in the interviews asked why the zombies move so slowly. And his amazing response was because death is not an energy drink. Yeah. And I love that. So it just everything in this movie, like I said, it'll hit you right in the feels, as it were, with these sad deaths. In the cockles of your heart, maybe even lower in the sub cockles. (laughs) Sometimes I hate you. Nobody. (laughs) Do either of you know where that's from? No. It's from the asshole song. You you didn't give him a chance to respond. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) You stole that hit. You stole what you're saying. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I stole everything I do. Yeah. He usually cops yeah, to it afterward or at least you. announces it first. I do homage. Yes, he does. <laughs> it's usually to uh, uh, power. <laughs> I haven't done any community jokes and they did a whole zombies episode. So I've only said one know. thing about John Mulaney and it didn't even follow up with yeah. it. So yeah. zombie attack. <laughs> we're, we're being very, <laughs> we're being very polite with each other today. And then they start, it starts playing Ava. It's like, okay, now it's officially a living nightmare. Oh God. Well, one of the better song, like, uh, Oh, little, the music's great. The music is great throughout, but, uh, in the beginning when Sha- before things have really gone to hell, Sean is on the bus and zombie nation is playing. And, you know, this was, they used to play that at soccer games and stuff oh, yeah. to get the crowd pumped up. And I just, I remember that because they used to play it at our own soccer games in high school. Well, and they, they play Queen and you have to remember, yeah. this was at the point in time when people weren't running around pretending to be lifelong Queen fans. Because nowadays, yeah. everybody has loved Queen forever. forever. And it's like, no, you haven't. You saw the movie, you know you like them. Let me wrong. Yeah. Name another song besides We Will Rock You. Like it, 10 years or five years ago, most people could not have named. No, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Exactly, yeah. But then, yeah, now the movies come out and everybody's just the biggest Queen fan ever. It's, yeah. But at least now we live in a world where doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo belongs to Queen <laughs> and not Vanilla Ice. Uh, yeah, he even... Uh, 
And he's still to this day. It's different. He swears. He swears he didn't just rip it off. No, because (laughs) do you want, have you ever seen that interview directly where he's talking about why his song is, why, uh, because comparing to uh, Under Pressure. I'd I'd love to hear this. He goes, and I can put this one in the show notes because it's actually worth it. Uh, He says, no, no, no. My version's different because theirs is do, 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 do. Ours is. Do 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 do, and that's that's literally his argument for why it's different. It's so imagine you know the justices of the Supreme Court going, "Well, Mr. Ice, you've convinced us." Mr. Ice, I care now. You made me. You made me care more. God damn it. <laughs> oh God, that, that hit it. That, 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 that hit him in the subcockles. <laughs> you made me care. <laughs> get it together. All right, get it together. And if you had finished the assignments I'd given you, Mr. Brown, you would be laughing right along with us. So you've got nobody to blame but yourself. Yep, Jeff, still cool as a zombie. <laughs> Totally cool. I'm just wondering, has, has Dylan Moran been uh, been captured by the zombies? Not yet. So we've just no. Now made I hate it. that scene. Oh, oh it's, it's, God, I hate that. It's god awful. We've just now made it into the Winchester, and no, like they're they just got Sean back because he. It was a nice self sacrificing moment because oh, yeah. they're freaking yeah. out because the doors to the Winchester are locked, and he goes, "All right, well, somebody's got to distract them," and he runs off and makes the zombies follow him. And yeah, Dylan Moran is just like, yeah, we should block up that window. Screw Sean. He's been gone for 20 minutes. He's not coming back. And he's just, well, he might know, not. Yeah. He's making decent he's points about dead. the guy. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's trying to defend Sean. Cause they're like, look, he's going to come back. And he goes, why? Because he promised he's so good at following through on things. Look, like the, it, the name of the movie is Sean of the Dead. I know it's, uh, yeah, it's well, you know, this, uh, you know, because their whole plan, though, of going to the Winchester. It's idiotic. Like, I mean, although there is a lot of beer there. And so. Well, because even Liz and it's sort of I had never noticed this line before, but when they are waiting for Sean to come back, Liz is getting so hyped up and arguing with David. She finally goes, Ed, pour me a double vodka. Yeah. And I literally never, I never heard her say that. And then David starts freaking out. Yeah, I guess we'll just all have a party. And that makes sense, too. Yeah, don't get hammered during the zombie apocalypse. Well, think about it. If you're in because if you if you live in America, mm. the zombie apocalypse is holy crap. I'm gonna go get my big ass truck, load it up with guns, and go shoot the shit out of some zombies. Kind of, yeah. If you live in Britain, you're dead. Yeah, because everything is such close <laughs> yeah, quarters. Yeah, you're just gonna die, especially in a city like London. Yeah. Then it's just yeah, they don't yeah. have cars for transport well, for the most part. Well, it's I, I mean I think it's fast. Go ahead. You just climb in your mini. You yeah. climb in your mini and try to drive over, you know, a zombie and it just clogs up. And yeah, I was about to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a buddy who, uh, he had a mini. He doesn't have it anymore. Did he crash it into a zombie? No, it uh, it hydro-locked. Um, oh, no. <laughs> and and the, that the, the people at the BMW place were like, yeah, we can't fix it. And no. he went, you know what? Keep it. Minis are absolute <laughs> crap to work yeah. on. Like when I was searching for a new car, Josh was like, no, you can't. No. Not a Mini Cooper. No, absolutely not. I'm yeah. not working on that. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'll look for something else. But, you know, one of the things that, that I think is interesting is when they do find that the um, the Winchester rifle is real. Oh, but Big Al says it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's an active rifle. I fucking knew it. Well, Big Al also says that dogs can't look up. So. <laughs> well, they can. <laughs> oh, can't they? Oh, yes, of course they can. But And Big Al is something that pays off, too. He's another mm-hmm. one of those bits because mm-hmm. they're talking about him in the beginning and all this nonsense. Yeah, Big Al says that the, uh, the rifle works. 
And Big Al's apparently an idiot, uh, yeah. a drunken idiot. But then, yeah, the payoff maybe is that the rifle does work. Maybe he was in the mob. Maybe you know, he was. Maybe he was. But know. it's so interesting, though, because they're like, well, has anybody here ever shot a gun? And like, n- you know, none of them even know which end to point at the bad guy. And that is such a British thing. When I lived in Florida, we uh, they opened up in Orlando. They opened up a uh, Bass a Pro Shop. Um, which Bass Pro Shops is, for those of you who don't know, it's a huge sporting goods store. Yes. <clears throat> and when they opened it, uh, there was a gun that I had been wanting to buy, and they had it in stock. So I was like, sweet. So I ordered it. I went down there to to uh, to pick it up. Mm-hmm. And Orlando is a, you know, it's obviously a tourist magnet, but it's... Pre- There's some, like, mouse theme park down there yeah, that I've yeah. heard of. They've got it's- a mouse park, a fish park, and... A tornado park, uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, so I went down, well, but it's, it's a very popular place for British tourists to go to. Mm-hmm. And when I went to the Bass Pro Shops to pick up this rifle, there were British people all over the gun section and all <laughs> they wanted to do was they were like picking up the, like, like holding the rifles and like going pew pew with them. Oh my God. And the staff had to keep going over to them like, Stop please, it. those aren't. <laughs> Toys, you moron. Well, and from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, you seem to have more of an understanding of uh, English culture than I do, but the whole viewpoint of America from England is that we're all like cowboys and running around on horses they, anyway. They, they think we all constantly are, are shooting. We're, they basically think that we're uh, like Homer Simpson in that episode of The Simpsons where he joined the NRA <laughs> and he was like walking through his house, turning the lights off by shooting them. That's what they think we are. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, there was a Doctor Who episode where you know the doctor is surrounded by people with with guns and they're like uh secret service agents and oh they're not going to shoot and then the person he's with is like no they're americans <laughs> yeah and he like puts his hands up and freaks out yeah it, we British shoot people. things for like no reason yeah we it, don't it actually goes just, off for like yeah. no reason <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. just the tip oh god you got to stop making that joke. <laughs> but to give adam some uh, context so now we're at the point of the story where um John, or no, yeah, John and Bernie are the two actual names of the people who apparently ran yeah, Ted's favorite pub. bar in yeah, Highgate because yeah. the Winchester was real until they turned it into flats. Yeah. So now uh, John has come out and he's all zombified and they, of course, kick up Queen on the jukebox. And, kill the Queen. Yeah, kill the Queen. <laughs> what? The jukebox. Because Ed is the idiot who doesn't realize that putting the video game on full blast might attract some zombie-like <laughs> attention. Well, he sends him downstairs to turn off the circuit breakers. Which they incorrectly call fuses. They're not. They're circuit breakers. Yeah, you silly English um, people. Jesus. Don't know guns aren't toys. I, don't know. I, I, don't know what Christ circuit sake. breakers are. Um, God. Instead of just you know unplugging it, which is what I would do. Yeah. But you know, hey. I would think so. But it, you have to have this bit where David's downstairs clicking all the the circuit breaker buttons in you know in coordination with the Queen song where nobody. They don't even know how to use blunt force objects that well in this movie. <laughs> they, they pick the pool cues and they don't even snap them in half and stick the guy in the brain. Nothing like that, which would make sense. Which is so weird because if they made this movie today, uh-huh. one of the differences that they would have to address is the fact that in Britain, you are far more likely to die by samurai sword than you are by gun. Is that like a huge collector's item there? No, that's what all the criminals in London, people are like robbing jewelry stores. They're showing up on motorcycles and they have swords. No, look it up. It's a real thing. There is a like plague of sword (laughs) attacks 
in London. Well, yeah, that's that's why we had to save their ass in WW2. They'd <laughs> be talking German now if it weren't for us. <laughs> well, you know, right. is the queen? Uh, she is German. You bite your tongue. She is. She no, is yeah, I've. Oh no, he has a dot in his head. Yeah, so that's where that we are now, so Adam. Is painful. Yeah, it takes like five of them to kill one zombie. They're so inept, yeah. and so that they, is that is the funnest accent in the world to do, though. The German, German one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's this crazy Germans. It's, <laughs> Just if you rewind a bit, wasn't the scene with the, we're trying to kill them with the LPs, the records? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was like, way, yeah, that was, that's sort of the beginning of the uh, movie. Yeah, uh, you're correct, because, and Sean is meanwhile, like, Sade? arguing. He, yeah, that was Liz's. She broke up with you. Okay, throw it. Like, they get his box of records as opposed to any blunt force object, like a golf club. They finally get the cricket bats. But, um, and I had never noticed this. I noticed it in my research. Uh, it, it was pointed out to me that the shop, one of the shop cashiers that you see when before everything's gone to hell, when it's just cheery music and it's just his regular life, one of the cashiers is the zombie lady who shows up, Mary, Mary. in their backyard. Yeah. I had never noticed that for whatever reason, but yeah, Adam, you're totally right. They do throw uh, vinyl vinyl records at the zombies, and they have terrible aim, just like they do with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, don't call them bullets, call them shells. Yeah, call them shells, it's, it's like, cooler. <laughs> it's going to exacerbate things for all of us. What's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then just even the video games, do they also come full circle because uh, when Ed and Sean play video games together, when they're shooting things, Ed will be like, oh, top left, and they, yeah, they teach yeah. each other how to aim. So that's how they go about shooting the zombies when there's seven, like six people and one rifle. Which is another another sort of, not a callback to, but it you know kind of originates with space because in spaced uh it was there were many laura croft references oh i you know wait guys referring to laura croft that's never happened in the yeah, history know, of the right? ever ever she's a strong female character what's your problem yes they just admire With huge her. breasts <laughs> and very short shorts <laughs> yes imagine hey you know she's a archaeologist she works in a hot environment yes she didn't want to dehydrate <laughs> she's gonna wake the perspiration away. Yeah. <laughs> but uh just now that we have the winchester uh rifle now that we found out that Which, Ad, big al was right uh dogs can look up though uh that was actually a prop from night of the living dead oh was it yeah oh that's cool so they had a couple of callbacks not just to space but to a couple of different things that's yeah, amazing you know um go ahead adam I just, it just broke my heart when they only had one box of ammo and, and went through the whole thing. It just only got one. Zone. Yeah, I know. Literally hundreds of them coming through. He could have done better. Yeah. He could have stepped a little closer. If he was an American. Yeah. If he had had a samurai sword, he would have been a lot more successful. I'm telling you, if they made the movie today, that would that that would have to be a part of it. They would they Good. would be chopping off heads with samurai swords. And part of it too is that they just keep getting kicked while they're down because they don't go through the whole box at first, but they leave the box up on top of the bar. And then when the zombies finally do break in, and Sean does have kind of a stroke of genius, he yeah. sets the bar on fire, but with all of the ammo on top of the bar. Yeah, and so it starts exploding and firing. Which, yeah, which it doesn't actually do. It, I'm just saying yeah. in movies. I, I, I it, it shoots it, it, by in, itself. In, in, movies, in movies, ammo cooks off for like no reason. <laughs> it's like the poison pin. Yeah. It, the cap slips off for yeah. no reason. And this is kind of an interesting scene because I think that uh, a lot of people, 
you know, in this scene, you know, oh, my mother's been bitten by a zombie and she's she's going to die and become a zombie. And a lot of people would just bang and just shoot their moms before she had the chance <laughs> to become a zombie. Um, and the flowers, they come full circle here because Sean, like I said, he threw them away in a bin. But Barbara found them on the way into the Winchester. Liz is even like, oh, Barbara, leave those. And she goes, no, I think they're for me. So Aww. it's and then she thanks Sean as she's dying for yeah. buying her the flowers. It's oh, God. Well, I'm telling both of you if go ahead. She knows, I was going to say, she knows her son well. She's known him for 25, 29 years. <laughs> yes. She's yeah. 29 in the film. They're well acquainted. She, she's known him most of his life. <laughs> <you know. laughs> known her for a now, while. I will, I will tell both of you this. If there is ever a zombie apocalypse and I am bitten, just just shoot me. Oh, we agreed on this with like I, I, uh, Evil Dead. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. If I, now, gentlemen, if I become a vampire, Meg will handle it. We have a clause. I won't become a Twilight vampire, so Please. don't worry about that. Yeah. But she'll take care of it if I Yeah, being a vampire. a vampire is one thing. Being an insufferable twat, that's <laughs> Like David. Yeah, that's <laughs> something totally different, yeah. Yeah, so now we're in the standoff, Adam, where we do find out that Barbara, the mom, has been bitten. And uh, David, who a moment ago wouldn't fire the gun because he says he's a pacifist, is now aiming it at Barbara, and Sean's melting down on him. So he and uh, Ed bust bottles on the bar to hold a... David's neck and he's yeah. like, stop putting that gun at my mom. And it gets so intense. It really does. And so just, I, I'll be oh, honest in this scene when, when David, um, not, um, yeah. When yeah. He, when grown he, up Harry when, Potter. Yeah. David, when when yeah. he gets, when, uh, when he gets ripped apart by the zombies, oh. I, I actually minimized it. Really? I did. Cause I, I I've seen it a hundred times. I don't like watching. Well, you're not it. a fan of gore. Anyway. I don't like, like gore. Uh, I'm not a gore fan. It's not your thing, but didn't vote for him. Don't like it in my movies, but they have such like, funny little moments even when it gets super poignant like this because uh ed and uh, sean have busted bottles and daphne's like well this isn't really fair and ed goes oh yeah you're right and he hands her his bottle <laughs> yeah, and then he grabs yeah. a wine screw and then he holds it up to david only neck. the british could have a joke like that seriously only the british and there's even we love him. there's even like a little transformation because sean is you know this lackadaisical soft guy in, in metropolitan london and he wears a tie to work now he looks like rambo and he's using the tie to plug up the the dart hole in his head that daphne put in him because for some reason she thought throwing darts at a zombie was going to kill it but. yeah well <laughs> there's zombies there, there's no logic to this stuff people pretend that there's like zombie logic there, there can't be. There isn't. There's it, different rules to magic. every single one. Yeah, it's yeah. all magic. It, it's all magic. There's no science to this. You can call it a virus. It's still magic. Well, in, in this movie, you never actually find out what the cause right. for the outbreak is. Which is very much like Night of the Living Dead, where yeah. they never... That's irrelevant. It's not the point. It was, it was a metaphor. Well, and what's really funny is that, uh, like with uh, World War Z... The book is infinitely better than the trash-tastic Brad Pitt movie. It is. Max Brooks called the coronavirus in that book because it started in China. The zombie uh, outbreak. Racist. And no, you call him Max Brooks. Max Brooks racist. That's, no, I'm kidding. It's he, totally. Look, it's not racist to call it that. It, when, it, that's how it originated. Yeah, you ever I'm heard sorry. of MERS, the Middle Eastern Respiratory? I actually have. Well, it's related he, to SARS. Yes. Well, you know, somebody I I. I I was talking to you said, okay, we will stop calling it the Chinese virus. But if we're using that logic, we also have to stop calling it Chinese food. Ooh. If we're, if that, if we're being logical, because in China, they just call it food. Well, <laughs> you know, the food what didn't. What about the, what about the Spanish flu? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And well, you know, there's actually evidence that the Spanish flu started in China. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the, you know, but, it, you know, don't eat bats. 
Yeah. Or I've heard it was pangolins. Yeah, yeah, or pangolins. Yeah, don't eat them either. They don't make good eating anyhow. (laughs) You know? Come on. But no, Max Brooks did kind of call this Mel Brooks kid a genius. He wrote World War Z and the zombie outbreak, you know, happened in China and Chinese came over (laughs) seeking out Western medicine and they spread the virus. I get into a big argument with somebody once. Uh Uh-oh. Alcohol was involved. I will say that. No. Otherwise. Never. Otherwise. Why the fuck were we arguing about this? Um, because there's a part in that book. I never read it, but, but there was a guy I was talking to and, and he was, he loved the book. And he was talking about this part where uh, there was a submarine. Mm-hmm. There was a U.S. Navy submarine that uh, it, it was, it was near the, the, the ocean floor and the zombies were on the ocean floor and the zombies had like walked across the floor of the ocean to get to them. And I said, well, that's just retarded. <laughs> and he's like, well, why? And I said, that's what happened in World War Z. Yeah, I know. And I said, because there's a thing called pressure. Is it? Like, no, no, that's not true. Because the human body is full of water. So the pressure is. And I'm like, okay, so. <laughs> so okay. Okay. So, okay. All right. Yeah. So you're telling me that if I take a human body and I just put it on the bottom of the ocean, it's just going to function fine. You know, and we got into this huge argument. And I, like you do. Ultimately, I was correct. Of course. No. And since we have a submariner on the phone with us, <laughs> I would like to ask our naval officer: What is your opinion of the chances of a body functioning on the bottom of the goddamn ocean, whether it's a zombie or not? Right. Yeah, I have to agree. It's you know we were not designed to operate under such immense pressure, and and face it, you're not getting inside that submarine regardless of whether on the surface or submerged because we'd be repelling borders and we close all those hatches and you just can't chew your way through, you know, through three quarter inches. No, no, you didn't. No, you're not going to bite your way through it. Be, be difficult. Yeah. I mean, if the Kraken can't do it. Exactly. Because I know as a submariner, you probably fought off God knows how many giant squids That's trying to get them with them. tentacles getting in through the megalodons, and megalodons. Trying to bite their way yeah. through. <laughs> The mermaids were probably pretty cool. Though. <laughs> well, the mermaids were hot, so they let the mermaids in. Well, that's true. Yes. But 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 the problem is, though, with the mermaids, though, that the fish parts and the lady parts. Well, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> we, always felt, we always felt sad when we had to scrape out the seawater intakes and parts of a beautiful mermaid. It was tough. It was hard on us. Yeah, that's why you got that one guy in the boat, you know. All right, ladies, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> he's the bouncer he's the mermaid bouncer <laughs> you don't you don't have to go home but you can't sleep here <sighs> yikes, i would i would yikes. i would love and i am sure i am sure that there are reasons why you cannot share it with us but i would love to hear some of the weird stories because i know being somebody who worked on submarines you've got to have at least one or two weird stories like things mm-hmm. that made you go huh you know i'm assuming oh, Yeah, no, hey, find me without alcohol sometime and, and make sure that all your cell phones are locked up. And I'll tell you a few stories. All right. There's more than just a few. You got it. Quarantine party <laughs> yeah, at my house. Quarantine party. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll all join up at Darth Jader's and we'll get Adam drunk and he'll tell us some submarine stories. I wish, I wish we had a place like the Winchester we could all go to and just hole up. And wait for all know? this to blow up. Yeah. That would be great. But... An interesting fact, yeah, because now we're at the part where they've set the bar on fire, Adam, and you you start to really, really feel for this team because, and now Ed has been bitten, yeah, and that's just heart. Simon Pegg screaming, "No!" Oh God, it was that was just heart wrenching. I 
I could barely get it through Ed Bean. I do have to add that the flames on the bar were a better shot than uh, and Simon Pegg. Yeah, yes. It's more zombies when they're exploding on the bar than when yeah. shooting it through a rifle barrel. Yeah. See, hindsighters, Pure this chance is, this is, is better. Yeah, this is why Adam's teaching his children about firearms so that they're a better shot than open flame. That's the whole logic behind yeah. that, I would imagine. Hey, kids, look, you know, the funny, the funny thing about uh, teaching people how to shoot, the first time I took my wife to shoot, at the shooting range. Yeah. You know, she's like, you know, Oh, I don't want to shoot. You know, I'm kind of nervous about two magazines in, she was shooting better than I've shot. And I've been shooting literally since I was five years old and it's just not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. Um, I get a buddy of mine. He, um, his girlfriend who is now his wife. Doesn't um, she compete? Now? She's, she shoots competitive. Yeah. And she was like terrified of guns when they were dating. And he finally was like, you're going to go to the range with me and you're going to shoot a gun. Get over your fear. She is so much better at shooting. Women are better shots than men. In my experience. You heard it here first. No, I'm telling you. No, we talked about this on Lethal Weapon. That that is actually, yeah, that's a fact. I don't know what it is. It's a gender thing. I don't know if it's their eye acuity, but they are very, very good shots. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and once they sort of get past the fear, because that was the thing with my wife. You know, you start her on a twenty-two, you know, and you know, and she's like, "Well, here, I'm going to shoot that other gun. Oh, the three fifty-seven Mac. Yeah, here, go for it. Try it out. Why Let not? me put one round in. <laughs> That's what I did with my son. Okay, because he wanted to shoot my three fifty-seven Magnum. Okay, and I so I put one round in, and I said, "There you go, point down range." And he's like, "Okay, no big deal. I got this." Oh Kaboom! no! <laughs> and now he's deaf. No, he wears ear protection. I know he wears ear protection. It's a joke, son. It's a yeah. joke. But uh, yeah, so we've pretty much reached the end of the movie, Hindsiders, uh, talking about how oh the, Simon yeah, Pegg at least has good aim with, there, yeah. yeah, with the suicide discussion. So Ed's sitting in the corner saying, "I don't mind being eaten because they only have two shells left," and Liz and Sean have to decide, you know, who's going to shoot whom first. And it's oh god, it just gets so real at certain moments, and it just jabs you right in the heart. Well, but they do it in a way where they're the conversation is still funny. You know, because they're being like, you know, she's like, oh, I don't know if I could do it. And he's I'd like, muck well, it up if it was me. Well, of course you could. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, well, um, let me think. I'm going to shoot you in the head. Yeah. All right. Got it. And then me just <laughs> shows his brains like <laughs> flying across the room. And then they start being sweet to each other. And Liz is a. They smoke a lot in this movie. They do. There's a lot of cigarette use. In he's, this movie. he's got a good Rambo look right here because he's got the bandana or the tie oh, on yeah. his head and he's, he's starting to smoke and he's got a gun in his hands. He looks pretty tough. He, he's every man hero. Yeah. You know, that's Sean. Yeah. But uh, he gets on to Liz because uh, she stole his cigarettes, even though she that was one of her complaints about him in the beginning of the movie. She said, you said you'd stop smoking when I stopped and just all these girlfriend complaints. And yeah. now uh, he discovers when the zombies broke out, she stole his uh, cigarettes out of the trash. And he's like, oh, you sneaky monkey. And they're just sharing a cigarette as they're both anticipating pickle their imminent death. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> no, you have nothing to be sorry about. no. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stop doing it when you stop laughing. (laughs) That is my favorite part. I love, I just love Ed. Oh, Ed's great. Oh, he's fantastic. Because we've all, we've all known Ed. I didn't like him because he's, because he doesn't work, you know? And so she was judging him the same way that Liz was. But me, on the other hand, and my son, we watched the movie, we both loved Ed. Ed's the best. Yeah. 
Ed's the kind of guy that you just have in your life as like a tertiary friend. You can't rely on him for anything except no, for fun. That's no, all he's yeah, there for. Yeah. You don't you don't want him as a roommate because he's not reliable with the rent. He can't you know pay his utilities. He doesn't have a car. He's useless. But you, 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 you love him because you he's ain't fun. seen bad boys too. <laughs> Is it true that there's a part in a man's head that if you shoot it, it will blow up? <laughs> Adam, have you seen Hot Fuzz? I, you know, I saw it about, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, but I've already oh. written Hot Fuzz and, oh, yeah. and, and yeah. I will be watching them in my quarantine. I, I actually think I'm going to watch Hot live. Fuzz tonight. Me too. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm making, <laughs> it's it's th- such a good movie. This will be our, our virtual quarantine party. I'm making quarantinis. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to watch Hot Fuzz tonight, especially since it's Friday. Quarantinis. <laughs> Just for you, Hot Awesome. Quarantinis, anybody? <laughs> but yeah, so that's what's going down at uh, the Rogers You're not my residence. supervisor. <laughs> You're not my supervisor. But yeah, oh, there's Chris Martin there in the far, uh, on the far side. That's when, fine. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, he's in the movie. Don't worry <laughs> yeah. about it. But yeah, so Ed has now been abandoned in the cellar and it's yeah. just Sean and Liz left. And this Monty Python uh, <laughs> ending where just SWAT shows up and stomps over all the zombies and then yeah. it's over. Like, can they have Shown up a while ago? Yeah, you would think <laughs> like, so. But because, again, they're not hard to kill. No. It, well, they're not hard to kill if you're not a complete idiot with a gun. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's funny that they do make a point out of the video games and how Sean is supposedly really good at shooting because of the video games, but he's a shit shot. He can't shoot anything. And then Daisy's there. Yay. With a golf club. Oh, my God, <laughs> Sean. She says that like 40 times. In the movie. I love her. I'm telling you, if you watch Spaced... The, there, there's a part. There's in like, so many little references for you. Th- there's a part in the second uh, series of Spaced where where Daisy, her her character, uh, gets hit by a car. And it was, <laughs> I was watching with a friend of mine, and when it happened, my friend literally like stood up and went, "Daisy!" <laughs> <laughs> it's like you just fall in love with her. <laughs> well, every, I think there's nothing there. You can't not love this movie. Even uh, George. Romero oh, yeah. loves this movie because yeah. when uh, when it first came out, they said, like, no one. Tarantino that, loves this movie. Well, everybody loves yeah. this movie. But uh, accordingly, uh, knowing that they were borrowing so heavily from, you know, his zombie making film style uh, and Dawn of the Dead, Wright and Peg actually specifically reached out to Romero to see if he would, like, you know, just give the movie their blessing yeah. and watch it. And apparently he filmed it in his own little, you know, screening. He was the only person there besides one security guard and he loved it. They said he couldn't have been sweeter about it. He was that's apparently great. a big fan of the movie. So that's and oh, the newscasters. Did yeah, they're you guys all real. Know? They're all real yeah, newscasters. All real newscasters. I had no yeah. idea. And destroying the head or, or removing the head, <laughs> or destroying the brain. I yeah. never thought I'd say that as a reporter. I just, I just love when they show that you know all the all the all service industry yeah, workers, the service industry workers. They just chain them up. Well, because they've retained all of their uh, and they have a game show. <laughs> it's like it's almost like one of those. Uh, what was that Nickelodeon show with the aggro crag where they, oh, they uh, wear helmets? Oh, um, Oh man, I should know this. Damn. Um, anyway, but yeah, family the, fracas. <laughs> yeah. Family yeah. fracas. Uh, d- no, but now everything is double supposed- dare. Double dare was one of them, but that's yeah. not the one I'm thinking. Oh, of. Oh, oh, um, most well, extreme elimination challenge. No, cause that's what that was. That was a direct ripoff of, Oh sure. Of, of, uh, MXC. Yeah. Which, but, you know, that that's something that only my generation knows. Did you watch? Did you watch a mixie? Okay, yeah, nobody knows. There was a, there was a uh, a real Japanese game show that some genius bought the rights to, and uh-huh. they just dubbed it over 
in English and they did it as as a comedic. Uh, you know, they just faked it all. Nickelodeon Guts is what I was thinking about. I don't know that. Yes, you do. It's the one where the kids like climb the aggro crag mountain at the end of it. And they had even those like sort of um, those sticks that they hit each other with, like on American gladiators that look like. Um, oh, the big Q-tips. Yeah, the Q-tips. Yeah. yeah, that's so it was a kid's version of that. Pugle, they're called Pugel sticks. Pugel sticks. I love that he knows that. The Marines use them. Yes. I, I bet they did. <laughs> I got beat up with one once. It was not fun. I imagine it would it be like, oh, they're all soft. No, they're not. They're not soft at all. Jesus, is this made of limestone? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't the stick feel better? Ew. And then the end. Yeah. <laughs> Phrasing. Boom. Um, and then the end of the movie. Is actually, it's funny and it's sweet at the same time because. Yeah. Simon's, you know, he's not going to give up on, or Sean isn't going to give up on his buddy. But forget Philip and forget mother. Because, uh, well, I guess they did shoot the mother in the, the head. Mo- they, Mom was dead, dead. Yeah, dead. She was dead, dead. So yeah. I guess that's why. But she, yeah, he killed her. They death. never killed Philip, though. Philip, they, they just locked him in that's the car. That's true. And because uh, they have that funny moment where Bill and I, he, uh, Simon oh, Pegg yeah. is like, he's not my dad. She goes, he is your dad. He goes, no, he was, but he's not anymore. There's, There's nothing not- of your husband left in that car. And then he turns off the music, the music as a zombie, yeah. <laughs> which is great. That's but, true. Yeah, yeah so he you don't. Die. Philip's yeah. just wandering around metropolitan London. You don't know what he's doing. Huh. But uh, so, yeah, that's that is another callback. So in the beginning Fred. of the movie, when uh, when the zombies first bust out, they're tr- they're looking for weapons to attack them with. And they're like, oh, open the shed. The shed's locked. Why? I don't know. It just is. And you don't really come back to the shed at all until the very end. But there's payoff. Yeah, there's Even payoff that, there's for payoff. everything. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. I mean, the movie Simon Pegg is legitimately brilliant. Oh, he's a fantastic yeah. actor. I, mean, I love Simon Pegg. Wait, the music supervisor was Nick Angle. Angel. Wasn't Nick Angel the name of... Yeah, Nick his... Angel. Uh, Sergeant Angel. Yeah, Nicholas Angel. Oh, that I guess we all sound apples around here, don't we? So wait, wait, the music supervisor was named Nicholas Angel. Hey, we'll ah. throw that another hot fuzz, so there you go. Well, there you go. the movies are connected. Yeah, they are. They're all in the same yeah. uh, zombie-verse or something. That's why they don't get attacked out in the country in hot fuzz, because there aren't any zombies out That's there. That's true. This shit just got real. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> God, such a great movie. I'm a slasher of prices. <laughs> but yeah, so. Arrest me. <laughs> um, all right. So we, we've covered pretty much everything. <laughs> I think we've I mean, covered. There's not a lot. You know, I, I mean, you know, what's the trivia? Uh, you know, go to. We went through a lot of it. You yeah, covered we, a lot of the space trivia. You covered a lot of my research, yeah. actually. So that worked out. Um, but yeah, so, so I guess we have to go out to Seinfeld at this point, uh, cause I would have seen this if it came out in 2004, that meant I was in high school when I saw it. Yeah. So how do, do I start and kick us off or? Yeah. Cause I mean, I got to think about it. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're the one who always wants to jump to a score and then you, you sort of backtrack, but yeah. So I, I have to grade this one higher. So I'm going to give this one a seven. Because it and it's the same thing that I've said about a lot of movies. Uh, it happens a lot on this show. Is that when I was in high school, you know, I'm, I'm a relatively witty person, but I wasn't 
I, I didn't pick up on every single little bitty joke. It's, pre, it's pretty advanced. Yeah. And you yeah. want you even now I could watch it three times and I think I have in as many days and I still pick up on these little things. Like how I told you, I never realized that Mary was the girl that you see in the in the very beginning where she's just right. Yeah. And everybody's kind of zombie esque and it's setting that up to, you know, oh the zombie apocalypse. But they're just little bitty things that I pick up on every single time. So I'm going to have to give this one a seven because it, it gets better every time I watch it. I, I'm going to give it a six because I, I have basically the same feeling that you have, but I think I liked it more originally than you probably did. So the, that makes sense. The improvement's not as much, but it it, it does definitely, it, it does get better with age. Yeah. Like the humor yeah. for me improved because when I was, yeah, back in 2004, I was, I would have been really saddened by all the, the small poignant moments yeah. with Bill Nye dying and yeah. Barbara dying and Ed dying. Uh, now I'm just like, ah, it, it moves the story forward. Well, and I, I think because now that you've probably seen Bill Nye and so many things, oh God, it's not yeah. like his character dying. It's Bill Nye. Christmas you, is all yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. You don't like, I don't think of any of these people as their characters. No, it's, that's true. It's Simon Pegg. It's Nick Frost. It's, you know, yeah, I see him in Star Trek. Going, Does anyone have a towel? Like yeah. it's, just, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. The characters, it, but they, they still do a good job despite that. I now Dylan Moran, I, I haven't seen as much of his stuff. Like I've seen black books, oh, but I haven't seen as much of his work and I've never seen a stand up. So with Simon Pegg, he's been in so many things at this point. You know, somebody else who wasn't in this movie that is surprising is Bill Bailey. Yeah. Bill Bailey was not in this movie and that I wouldn't have thought about that, but yeah. Yeah. Just thinking back. Cause he was in, well, obviously he was in black books. He was yeah. one of the stars of black books, but he was in, I know he was in hot fuzz. Nobody tells me nothing. I think he was, uh, he had to have been a world's end and he was in space. He was, he played Bilbo. That was okay. his name. His name was Bilbo. Um, and Leonard which, Nimoy sang a song about him. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. He was, uh, he was Simon <laughs> Pegg's boss at the comic book store. Wonderful. I'm an assistant manager. How many people work for you? Well, it's just me and Bill. <laughs> <laughs> He's the manager. The title's still important. <laughs> All right, Mr. Brown, what's your Alpha Seinfeld on Sean of the Dead? Did we lose him to the bunker? <laughs> there are crickets in the bunker. Sorry about that. The coronavirus has made it through the door. Ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> He's beating it to death with a pool cue. <laughs> you have to beat off all of those Chinese viruses, Stop man. Stop phrasing it like that. <laughs> beat them off, man. That was an audio, that was an audio gag, guys. I forgot to wear a hat. Damn it. Taking a tinkle. Anyway. Uh, He's a grown-ass man. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to rewind it and listen to it. No, I, I'm going to give it an eight because I have to say, I, when I first saw it, I was much more naive in the ways of quality writing and, and the tying everything together. In fact, I didn't even catch the doppelgangers the first time I, I watched this movie. Okay. But when I watched it again, I caught all the minutia and I just laughed and laughed and I just, I love every bit of it. It is a classic film and I recommend anyone who's listening to watch Shaun of the Dead and watch it a second time because you'll even catch more. Yeah. If you are a filmophile, you will you will love Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. So yeah I'm, I'm going to give it an eight, and I'm sticking with that. Awesome. I, yeah, I definitely with, agree with you on that one. Especially with Martin Freeman showing up. If you're a BBC Sherlock fan, uh, Martin Freeman showing up out of the clear blue is just a total treat. Martin Freeman was, you know, he before Sherlock, he was in so many little great little things. He, he, oh, yeah. He had a, a show on BBC called The Robinsons. 
He was also in Love Actually with Bill Nighy. Yeah. He, he was, yeah, he I mean, was the yeah. porn double. <laughs> uh, he, Mar- Martin Freeman, uh, I had a conversation with, with a friend of mine years ago. We were trying to decide. We had the conversation, and we, we should have this on the show sometime, which is if you could have any actor in the world play you, who would be your dream actor to play you? Mm. And then who would be the actor that probably should play you? <laughs> and, oh, my, no. and, and mine was I see where this is going. You know, mine was Sean Connery and Martin Freeman. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Because I would love Sean Connery to play me, but probably Martin Freeman is more <laughs> is, is more reasonable. Oh my god. I think he could play me. I think he could he could capture my your essence. My essence. <laughs> your crotchety ass yeah. essence. <laughs> although although now I'm starting to think Dylan Moran might be better. <laughs> you know, I could see that too. Jade, what the what's happening? <laughs> And just, like we'll bring Martin Freeman into the studio for an episode at one point and replace oh my him with Jason and see if anyone notices. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my like god. that prank on The Office where Jim uh, gets his Asian actor friend to be him <laughs> and makes Dwight think that he's been Asian this whole time when he hasn't. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. That's our new. Uh, but I just gave the game away. So, well, so, so we need to think about that though, because Ooh. next episode I want to know from both of you. Who would you, if you could have anyone play you, your dream actor? Wait, we're bringing this guy back again? I, well, How many appearances have you made on the show, Mr. Brown? My God. And who would be the most... I think 400. Yeah. <laughs> Thereabouts, yes. And who would be the most appropriate person to play you? Oh. You know, because I was just, I would love right. a, I would love Sean Connery to be sitting here right now with a ball of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> the penis major. <laughs> Uh, shush stupid i'm leaving oh god yeah he wouldn't be able to put i think i would piss him off in the first five minutes and then we wouldn't have a jason for the episode every once in a while you just have to punch it in the face (laughs) well and he's been quoted as having said that he will hit a woman so i'm not sure that i want him in the studio that's exactly what i said he'll kick my ass every once in a while you need to just remind her (laughs) sweet jesus well are you telling me you wouldn't you wouldn't pay to get punched by sean connery I'd pay a thousand bucks I for would. Sean Connery to punch <laughs> you me in know the what? face. It's like saying, I got beat up by Muhammad Ali. It's, yeah, exactly. it's so worth it. So I, I mean, yeah. I, go around, yeah, I got, I once got punched in the face by Sean Connery. So screw you, dude. I got scowled at by Anna Kendrick once. Is that anywhere in the ballpark? No, no, um, <laughs> no. Darn. <laughs> Roger Waters. What? Scowled at. Yes, she did. Why? Uh, uh, we were on the set of table 19. My friend, Amanda and I, uh, and my other group of, uh, we call ourselves the A-Team. Hi, A-Team. They actually tune in, so I'll give them a shout-out. But Amanda and I were singing Cups. And Anna Kendrick comes around the corner while we're singing Cups. And she just looks at us like she wants to set us on fire. And I was like, this song makes you so famous. What's the problem? And we weren't even doing it in a cheeky or smart-ass kind of way. We were genuinely singing the song yourself, together. Anna Kendrick. Yeah, she was like... she. But she looked at us like she just wanted to kick us in the teeth. That's I was what, like, that's, all right. That's why I love William Shatner so much. William Shatner was a joke. He was an absolute joke. He embraces it. And though. he, we, yeah, exactly. And he, he said, went full Shatner. He went full Shatner. He <laughs> went ahead of the joke. Yes. And it's like, oh my God, that's the most brilliant thing anyone's ever done. And we've talked about this so many times, it, even when it comes down to typecasting, like with guys like Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill is on Twitter and he's Space Dad. It's yeah. a hashtag. Like he runs with it. He doesn't yeah. give a damn. He tried to get away from the whole Luke right. Skywalker thing at first, but then he was just like, screw it. Why not run with it? Oh, quick update uh, on Uh-oh. something. And I know we have to go. Yes. Um, we, on our last episode, when we talked about weird science and I said, I was going to go and I was going to watch the uh, TV series, weird science. Uh-huh. I did. I went out and I bought the first episode 
Loved it. Also binge worthy, I would imagine. Uh, well, I just saw the first one. I didn't, I didn't get the whole series. Okay. But the first episode, I loved it. And I went on Instagram and I was like, I wonder if any of the actors from the TV show are on Instagram and, and maybe they're in that realm where they have not so many followers that I might actually be able to. Like me and John know, Roberts, how he'll yeah, respond to me on Twitter. Yeah, every you, know, like, yeah. you know, Brad Pitt's never going to say hi to me, you know. Um, Mark Hamill did say. Uh, that's true. You he did use yeah, my hashtag. He said true. Honda accurate at me on Twitter and I just melted. Um, so I followed, it was uh, Vanessa Angel and then I can't remember the names, uh, Gary and Wyatt. Uh, I, I found both of them. The guy who played Gary, mm -hmm. I followed him and like 15 minutes later, I start getting notifications and he favorited like four of my pictures. No way. And he has a independent film coming out okay. that I am going to, uh, I think they're, they're doing a Kickstarter Let's promote and, the hell and out for of the it. next episode. I'm going to find it. I'm going to get the Kickstarter link. We'll promote it. And I'm going to try to get in touch with him and see if maybe he will please come on the show. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. Us. So that yeah, maybe. That would be we'll, awesome. Yeah, I know. Right. I yeah. I don't want to be the only celeb to appear on the show. The pressure is too much for me. Let's get another. I know. I agree with you. That's why he's I just agree. calling in now. The pressure is just too immense yeah, for him to we actually. Can. We can't. It's like being at the bottom of the ocean. It's too immense for his body to handle. He just, well, and 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 I think it's fair to say that you know he's at a an un, undisclosed location, but whatever the name <laughs> of that location is, it has the word compound in it. <laughs> Probably. But uh, I did have to tell you both this since we're on the subject of celebrities and whatnot, gentlemen. Uh, since you both watch BoJack Horseman and. Adam, we've still got to talk about that. We'll talk about it later. But because we actually finished the series, unlike the guy who got us to start it in the first place. I know, Looking at I you, know, Jason. I know. I'm bad. I'm, I'm <laughs> two seasons down. But I, uh, what is the actual name of Mr. Peanut Butter, the guy who does his voice? You know. Oh, Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Yeah. Tompkins. He's yeah. on Twitter. And the other day he said how he was suffering from uh, like an inability to sleep. He didn't say insomnia, but he was like, oh, I woke up at like 3 a.m. and couldn't go back to sleep. And I'm miserable. And I was like, what is this? An insomnia episode? And he hasn't said anything back <laughs> because I'm a loser. And on that so. bombshell. <laughs> As we like to do. Uh, thank you everybody for joining us. Um, you know, uh, we had a good time uh, we but, hope you did too. Yeah, we hope you did too. And, and we're going to be here. We're going to still do episodes. We're going to be here yep. next week again. Absolutely. Um, it's court ordered, so we have to. Yeah, you, know. we, you can't see it, but there are chains yeah, on our ankles. Uh, you know. uh, Adam hasn't really called in. He's got a cot in the yeah. corner of the room, so we're all just trapped. Well, in. his parole officer wouldn't let him. You know, It's a whole thing. We're all under um, office arrest. But uh, we are going to be back here. But in the meantime, we do hope everybody stay safe, um, stay inside, chill out, relax, and stay calm and remember... We're going to make it through this. Enjoy the time as much as you possibly yeah. can. Find your silver linings, find your binge worthy content, find yes. your new books, your new favorite novels yes. that you're going to read. We are going to be doing episodes of this show for the next million years. Yes, okay. this is this is our bread and butter, yeah. people, despite the fact that nobody spends money on us. Yeah. So somehow we're here yeah. every week. No, no disease, no, no little virus or scare or whatever is going to stop that. OK, we know we're the ultimate binge worthy content for you. So we exactly. are not going to let you down during coronavirus pandemic. Exactly. I've got new blogs coming out all the time. Jason uh, might be updating my latest one at some point. I did. We, I got it today. Awesome. Because we do have to announce uh, we did have an upcoming workshop with the famous Mr. Brown, but that has been postponed for the foreseeable future because the cities are all shut down, which yeah. you're all aware of. So we will keep you posted. We'll be doing our Instagrams, our funny pictures, uh, the Hey Sailor pictures that I got of Jason <laughs> that are on Instagram now. Oh, people, the girls Shore just went leave. wild. for yeah. the, Just call him Shore Leave. But we are going to stay in touch. We're going to keep our profiles updated. 
And we're just here for you guys. So please reach out if you're bored. Talk to us on the Twitter and the Instagram and the Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Well, and having said that, uh, thank you very much, uh, Adam B., for joining us again. Oh, My we- pleasure. And I've got homework, so I know I'll be back. There you go. There you go. And for everybody here at Hindsight is horrifying. Be safe, be well, be calm, and we will see you next week. Good night. This is Hindsight and good night.